What's up, folks? Another week of Beer and Bullshit with your hosts, Corey McGee, myself, and this guy here, Jason Bosno. So tonight, due to some uh, unforeseen circumstances, we're hanging out in the, uh, shall I call this, the Shaftsman, the Shaftman's rehearsal studio? I guess so, yes. Makes sense? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Or the, uh, or Gil's Beat Laboratory. Uh, uh, beat Laboratory? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, how it's pretty uh, appropriate. <laughs> yes. Anyways, tonight we're hanging out with uh, local photographer and filmmaker, Mr. Adam McKay. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. I am so happy to have you on the podcast. Finally, we get to do this. Uh, we've been trying to do cool people doing cool stuff in Timmins, and I guess we no, are we bestowing this honor on Mr. McKay? Here? I'll take it. Yeah. It's about damn time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm we're scraping the bottom. Just, yeah, yeah. just getting when we can. Two out of, two out of five stars. Yeah, we're, we're running low on, <laughs> on guests. You know what? Uh, but Adam's a fan of podcasts. So like we were talking about this before the, before we started here that, you know, you're one of the first people. Actually, I think you're the only person to give us yes, a review, a review on Facebook. The only one. So it's actually averaging pretty well yeah. with that you're, four out of five. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to value that one pretty good there. So I just find most people don't even know how to. They, they, like That's an option on Facebook, but unless they, you like actively search it out, you're not going to find it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not an easy thing to find. No, on a Facebook page. Like, and, no. and now that you say, say that, I probably, I've probably only given one rating on anything on Facebook. Like probably Nick's Restaurant. Yeah, I've done. A, yeah, we did Nick's Restaurant yeah, while, while we, we were, were there. there, and he saw the update while we were there. Yeah, oh, it's in real time. I love the internet. <laughs> no, but uh, actually, a lot of people I find don't know anything on, on Facebook. They don't see anything on Facebook unless it's, you know, Cuba pictures. You know, you got <laughs> yeah. to keep them out. But uh, yeah, they just scroll past everything. Just they don't see the info they just go through, which makes it tough for people trying to share stuff on Facebook. It's uh, like share le- legitimate stuff, not just yeah. Cuba photos. Right, exactly. Because you got to get more cleavage. This is the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> But how much legitimate stuff is actually getting shared on Facebook? Well, that's another yeah. debate. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the whole point of this, right? No, I, I, I'm, I'm serious though. Like, really, do you find that Facebook, uh, as, uh, like, I guess when you compare it to other social media websites, is it getting saturated with stupid shit that you don't really care about? Like, well, yeah, but then you get into a bad problem. Like even for me, I, I'm the first to criticize and then be a product of the feedback loop. Like people that I, just annoy me, I just don't follow them. Like I just like I, – I have a very few people I follow. But as a result of that, then now it's like, you know, all I see is my own little bubble of yeah. like everything's perfect in my world. I'm not seeing any problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's it's this idea that um, you can still be friends with people and still have – that that kind of connection but not have to follow everything that they post right so i guess that's that's a pretty decent function mm-hmm. so you can still you still have access to sending all these people messages or invites or stuff like that but you don't need to see pictures of their cats or yeah but then i always wonder too like if it's like if i'm doing that and everyone's doing that for me it's like what we're not even seeing anything each other does anymore <laughs> but to be fair some people are so checked out that they don't know like i've been doing the film society crap for a while crap. yeah i've been doing it for a while and uh i'll have good friends like real good friends who will be like in the wedding party and stuff like that they're like so what are you doing on this stuff on facebook like I keep seeing stuff about like movies and stuff like what are you doing what is that it's like 
fucking read. Yeah, like, yeah. read the article. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that hard to figure out. It says Timmins Film Society. You can guess what that is, I hope. Yeah. And next to that, like, <laughs> a it's, screening, it's, at, it's like a screening time. at this day, on this time. It's like, figure it out. And literally, like, this person has seen multiple. It's like, I, I thought about, like, blocking you or just stop all because <laughs> I, I, it was getting annoying. I'm like, fucking read it. And then in the same breath, I really wish they had good quality films coming to town. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> okay. See, but maybe, maybe this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how uh, people are just saturated with information. Well, they are. And that's it's the too much like, shit in front of your face. It's kind of like movies and music and everything too, right? Like, someone, I got into a debate once because someone said there will never be another Beatles again. It's never going to happen because there's so many good bands mm. that you, you, like, even for me, I find like, I, you know, hear a band I'm like this is great this is great listen to the album for a bit then something else amazing comes along and something else and now with like Apple Music I don't even have to think about it like it's just like a constant stream of anything I want Mm. whereas back in the day you had like main bands that were like pushed and like you know this is what Mm -hmm. you heard on the radio and all these things so it is definitely an oversaturation of content. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And same with filmmaking and, you know, everything. Like there's, there's The music thing's a big one. I, th- I I don't know that that film's gotten there. I think it's going there. Oh, it's absolutely Especially there, yeah. with, uh, with, like, the like streaming services yeah, and, and all gotten that. There. And I gotta say, actually, yeah. it's saturated, but there's better stuff now than there was yes. then. Like, the, 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 you know, the four broadcasters, like the, the big four, network television, honestly sucked. You go watch the yeah. old stuff. Like, partridge family and all this shit yeah. that was shit yeah. tv and now you have stuff that's deep cable uh streaming services with either hulu yahoo any all these guys mm-hmm. awesome content and like mm-hmm. good stars good actors doing it and it's weird because like you know the music there's so much to go and i, I wonder what it is it's hard to like you know identify at that point whereas tv is well, it's all better now. It's hundred well, percent better. I, I think the the issue with TV is that it might still be at that point where it's uh, the healthy competition stage, right? Like there's still there there's so many players that have access to an audience now, uh, e- even with things like YouTube, right? Like you don't really need crazy production quality to put on a good YouTube show. No, wink, wink. Uh, but this idea that this idea that music has has kind of surpassed that quite a bit because like you say like i i get told to check out bands all the time and i feel like i've almost walled myself off from it now like i have my 10 20 bands that i'll listen to everything that they put out and other than that it's like oh yeah that's cool but i probably heard like 16 other bands that sound exactly the same right yeah well i mean in the music is hard because there is so much of it i find sometimes i do that too just on like principle, like because I'm an idiot, and some people are like, check this out, it's great, you'll love it. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, it sucks because I'm an elitist. Well, I, I have a friend that does that all the time to me, and I, and I show him this band, and actually the one specifically is called like the War on Drugs, and I was like, hey, check this song, I think you'd be into it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He tells me, oh, it's garbage. And then one day, like two months later, he's like, yo, dude, you gotta check out this band, and he sends me the link, and I was like, ha ha ha, like funny. <laughs> And he wasn't kidding though. Like he, he forgot about it. He was just like, "No, this is great." I was like, "You're a piece of shit." Like, what? What do you mean? You know. But it, and I also feel like it's partly like ego. Like people are just like, "Yeah, check this out. I found it first. You know, like hipster mentality, which I'm for sure guilty of. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. So much music, so much TV, so many movies. I say this as a filmmaker too because it's. Like back in the day, there was you know 150 films that got submitted to Sundance, and I was like 15,000. So yep. that's crazy. Yeah. And How this, do they decide? How well, do you sift through that? Well, that's the thing is I also have some friends that do this, like they for like Vancouver Film uh, Festival. 
that's the word. <laughs> film festival. <laughs> but like, yeah, you have to watch. You have to sit and watch. Like, you get handed like a stack of movies, and like, you know, and there's fifteen thousand though. Yeah, but you're not well, doing it by yourself. Get your your dozen or so. You get like a, there's sure, a team, yeah. a huge team of people doing this. So okay, so it's, it's kind of spawned a, a mini industry of a little people bit. doing this. Yeah, wow. But then the thing is, right? Is like even with my first film, like The Long Road Home. Um, and maybe this is like sour grapes, like me just trying to figure out what went wrong. <laughs> but uh, it, like the movie is not very good for the first first bit, and like you got to wonder, right? Like they used to say, like don't buy a car that was made on Monday morning or Friday afternoon. Mm. If it's Friday afternoon and you're going out and you're you don't want to watch another stack of movies, and this is your tenth movie of the day, or you know, obviously it's not that much, but five movies a day. Mm-hmm. You're like, I wouldn't finish my movie if that was the case. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even Aww. wait till the end. Start strong. If, if my job was time. watching movies, like, I could just imagine how many movies I wouldn't finish. And terrible yeah. movies. Yeah. Like, most of these films that are getting submitted are fucking terrible. Yeah. Because everyone yeah. feels like, you know how there's so many photographers now. It's like, oh, you buy a DSLR, you're a professional photographer. You start charging 20 bucks for everything. And it's just like, okay. But the same with movies. Like, you can make a good looking movie. We did. We shot it on still cameras, right? Like, our first film. And, we were part of that. Like I'm guilty of that, but it's like, it, it's made it so easy and it doesn't make, sh- make the quality go up, you know, mm-hmm. right? No. Like everybody in the world has the ability to write another, like for lack of a better term, like great American novel. They have a pencil and a paper mm-hmm. and most people have computers. That doesn't mean you're gonna. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Right. And, and, and what you're saying is that what, what it's done is uh, diminish the overall average quality I think the so. material. I think, I think the overall up. standard has dropped. However, and like this is actually like leading me directly. I'm segueing into a rant about like Canadian. <laughs> That's film, fine. Canadian film funding <laughs> because it's like in Canada, there's a lot of money. It's called soft money in the industry because it's really easy to get money to do stuff in Canada versus like in the states. Like in the, there's a lot of government funding in Canada um of various sorts however it always goes to like the same fucking people and it's just like um like another paul gross movie and it's like dude like i will give you men with brooms i'll give that to you <laughs> but some of your films are terrible and you're they're costing like 10 15 million dollars and telefilm just like yeah sure here you go like, let's let's use 10 million as a number 10 million is 100 100 dollar movies okay okay i made my first film for 10 grand Oh fuck! One hundred, one hundred thousand dollar movies meant to like. Let's support the people who are from Cochrane or some reserve or some small town that they're never going to get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, ninety ninety of those one hundred are probably not going to be very good. But you'll get a couple. But you'll get probably ten. Yeah. Better than the Paul Gross movie for ten million. Yeah. You're also going to create talent. You're going to hear stories and see stories from people who never had a voice before. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. And like that's that one Paul Gross movie is still only a fraction of the budget. Like Telefilm right now has like a thing where they're supporting fifty percent of their films going to females. I think that's a good thing, especially for some amount of time, because like they're traditionally completely underrepresented in, mm-hmm. in this industry, um, and that's okay because that's a voice that we also need hearing from. Mm-hmm. Like lately, you know. I found myself realizing for the first time that how much of a male perspective like films really are like we think like oh well it's just it's just a story but it's it's really not like it's like women are often 
truly just objects in a lot of male-centric movies. So that, and we know this because now like the Kristen Wiggs and like they're like female-centered comedy, which I actually still like. I watched Ghostbusters for the first time and I thought it was all right. Like, I enjoyed it. Actually, it, I won't lie. I, I haven't seen it. Some people like were so – I, I thought it was going to be dumb and like I actually went to – and I'm willing to admit this like, oh, well, like, it's going to be some weird like chick comedy. But what does that even mean? Like yeah. they sit through dude comedies forever and seem to enjoy them, at least some of them. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty great. And it made me think like this is okay and this is a direction we need to go in. So it's like – anyway. And it's new, and it right? Is- it's not It's not something that – I think like people can still have that refreshed feeling if they get past the idea that, okay, we're we're doing this as a token gesture, right? Of like, oh, right. okay, you know, exactly. we're going to have chick comedies now. No, like we're, we're offering something different, which everybody seems to be saying they want. They don't want a rehash of another remake. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, yeah, yeah. I guess this is a remake. That is. Well. And like that's <laughs> my only criticism. <laughs> it has nothing to do with any of the women or being about women. It's, it's just like zero just come up with a fucking new movie, yeah. you lazy yeah. pieces of shit. Ghostbusters, like the first one. Oh, yeah, there's that new one. Fuck. That new movie coming out though king kong yeah 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 oh, i've never was that a bit of big uh, big ape or something <laughs> something like that yeah. yeah i'm not sure <laughs> sounds about right but uh, the, <laughs> I, the the one point that i i kind of wanted to to jump to was you were talking about the this idea of where government funding goes and i think uh you know a, a lot of conservative people tend to advocate or or even libertarian leaning people tend to advocate that the government get out of deciding what is and what isn't art because and and i don't think necessarily that it inevitably ends up in that situation but in people's minds who 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 have those kind of ideologies that's where it inevitably goes is the government just ends up making another paul gross movie right and uh and and i think you're speaking to the same you know the the same complaints right like it's either let's reevaluate what our society values or let's let the market decide. Well, and that's part of it. And that so, the, but it, this is where it's kind of a flawed argument because in Quebec, um, Quebec has Canada's ar- arguably greatest filmmaker exports. Right, like Denis Villeneuve, who's making Blade Runner, is from Montreal, mm. and he started by making films like Polytechnique, which dealt with the shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like heavy, like heavy mm-hmm. shit, and mm-hmm. like. He has some like really weird because like, one of the greatest short films of all time is called Next Floor and it's Denny Villeneuve's short film, mm-hmm. um, and it's really weird and super strange. But he that was all government funded, right? As far okay. as I'm as far as I'm aware, and so it's government like, has funded great. Oh, absolutely, films. they do, but just not. It's just it's 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 again a nuanced thing. It's like in Quebec and like uh, Xavier Dolan always has telefilm funding, and I support yeah. what he's doing, even though I don't really necessarily like a lot of his films. Well, that's not true. I, I do. I, maybe I'm just jealous. It's more of like a fuck you. But, no, to be fair, I I think the last couple I've not been very uh, right. fan of. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and I think the last one he kind of took an easy way out. Like I think that anyway, it doesn't matter. This is <laughs> this is a film review central, but we can do a whole other podcast on that. Yeah, well, but it's it's just kind of like it's you know it's possible. It is possible, and like the article recently. Um, I posted something and it's just a conversation about how like mean dreams I played at the film society and Amanda Skripnik and I'm, I'm calling people out, but I'm okay with it. And I think they're okay with it. And if you're not, I'm sorry. But she asked a question. She just said, well, like, you're saying like, this is some great Canadian movie, but it, you like purposely tried to make sure you couldn't tell it was Canada. And his answer was, well, yes, you know, money, money, America, America, Americans, better. Americans don't like Canada. It was funny. It was she was with a dude from the States and he said like, well, that's ridiculous. Like 
why would that bother me? Like, you know what I mean? Like what, mm-hmm. why? And obviously this is one person, like a sample size of one. Mm-hmm. However, like did everyone see Scott Pilgrim or heard of that little movie, that little independent film that did crazy amounts of money. And it was yeah. set in Toronto. It was like, it was, it was about being, it was about being Toronto. Toronto. They're not disguising Toronto as no, some other. Turns American out that city. did well in England. It did well in the States. It did well everywhere. You know why? Because it was a good movie or at least good enough to keep asses in seats. If, if that movie, if you were truly worried that a briefcase full of Canadian money would have ruined the movie, your movie was a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no one cared about your characters or your story or any other thing. It was like, well, well, it's not Canada, blah, blah, blah. But this is a big problem. Like, even Seth Rogen, right? I called him out. <laughs> I didn't call him out, and obviously he doesn't know this, but... <laughs> I was going to say, all right, uh, you had quite the voice. Well, well, it's funny. Like I do have like my producer who made the long road home. She made the interview with Seth Rogen. She was like his personal assistant. Like they, they're friends, but not me. Oh, well. yeah. Everyone from that. There's a few people from that movie that did. Okay. Except me and Alex were not doing so well, but, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, Jay Baruchel calls him out all the time too. Just being like, why? Like you bailed. Cause Jay Baruchel makes, he made goon and goon mm-hmm. too. And he still lives in Montreal and he's like, I'm never leaving. Cause fuck that. Like, cause it was Canada. This country made me and I'm supporting yeah. this stuff, you know, and whatever. Maybe, maybe he doesn't have the demand in the States. I actually don't know, but, um, he calls, he calls Seth Rogen out all the time. And like Seth Rogen's from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. His, his writing partner, Evan is from Vancouver. And as far as I know, like 50, 50, their friend who involved in that, was from vancouver they shot that movie in vancouver but it's set in seattle <laughs> and it's like easy transition to make but, yeah, I mean, yeah, like but, it's just, but why yeah yeah there's no point and, and it's not even like the city was a particularly important story like the setting was but it's the same setting so it's like being by the ocean and being able to mountains like there's no reason other than someone at sony being like it's got to be in but yeah but do you think be. okay so this has been like could this have been like tested like in and and research maybe there is a connection like you know we assume like there might the be deal? maybe like you know, i would hope that these multi-billion dollar companies would have well, done that testing but you would who hope knows? yeah because they're not yeah but you you and you tend to think that they probably are and that's the formula right is it's just like it's got to be set in, in in the states even though it's not shot in the states everything's got to be set yeah. in the states this is the way it goes this is the way this is our surefire way to make money but sure there are going to be other movies that make money set elsewhere however we know that this works and this is the only thing that uh, that a company like sony will take a chance on yeah and maybe that's the innate problem with letting the market well and i think it is but i think it's also chicken and the egg it's like that will continue to be true as long as no one's challenging it and no one's challenging it because that continues to be true and here Mm -hmm. we go again like there's the cycle that continues and that's why with canada and canadian art and canadian film canadian music canadian everything you know it needs we need to challenge these things like we need we need to you know we have stories in this country that are you know like look at even things like you know japanese internment camps and residential schools like these Mm -hmm. are terrible insane things that canada for a lot of years just was literally pretending wasn't going on or never Mm -hmm. happened that's crazy like that's not like that's fucked up and if if you made a film that was like a hard-hitting 12 years of slave style thing about residential schools Mm -hmm. people would pay attention and they'd be like holy shit is this real like absolutely do some research and go yeah Yeah. and it was probably worse than what we're showing you like you know but we don't do that because that's scary and that's risk and you know it, that's not gonna that's not a feel-good sell movie no let's make the avengers yeah right? exactly like it's, yeah no i i, I know but those exactly aren't those aren't even 
very good either. Like, there's a lot of these movies that they're spending lots of money on that aren't doing well. Yeah, yeah, that's your cat there walking around. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. We're we're producing a high quality YouTube series here. Oh, these four stars. <laughs> these four stars. <laughs> Might bump up to four point five. We're moving down to three. <laughs> um, what uh, I, I think the the only thing that's at risk here is the, having the same issue happen to you know we were talking about music earlier. I think there's been an explosion of great music. However, there's no more money in it. Right. There's none. Yeah. And, and now, uh, it, it, you know, we're seeing these, uh, a lot more services available for people who are on a smaller budget, don't have access to all that funding, be able to make their movies, ta- uh, tell their stories and, and reach an audience. However, as that gets bigger, can you, like, how do you avoid a situation where all the money just gets diluted so much where people are being paid fractions of a cent for a stream? Right, I know, and that's the thing, and that is the problem. And, like, this is where, I don't know if it's a good thing or not. And, like, we there was a heyday in music, right? Like, arguably, to make music and be successful, you don't need to be making $200 million and living in the biggest mansion in the world. And, you know, some bands would argue that's what ruined them. Like I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. And after dark side of the moon, in my opinion, things were on the gradual decline to Mm. where they are now. And I'm not saying that's terrible now, like Roger Waters and David Gilmore are still doing cool shit in my opinion, but dark side of the moon. And I think, and everyone would agree that I think that they were all moving together up to a point. And that album really like, Blew, mm-hmm. blew the fuck up as people you know 12 year old kids are still wearing dark side mm-hmm. shirts mm-hmm. probably don't they don't even know why but <laughs> it's like you know and after that once they got there it's like what are you what are you fighting for anymore like i am kind of like put myself in like the starving plighted artist a bit because you struggle a bit i think you do have to actually you know and i've had a lot of friends who get married and like stop writing love songs because it's like the pain is a motivator in some ways. I'm not saying mm. everyone needs to be depressed and like have a horrible life. That's a terrible idea. And I'm not mm. proposing that. And I would also love to sell out and be successful, <laughs> but you here, can't here. deny hey, yeah. that, you know, the depths of a heroin addiction <laughs> may have had something to do with some of the greatest songs. Oh, ever Jesus written. Christ. And yes. it's like that it comes from a pain, a place of pain and wanting to be better or knowing that you need to change or that all of these things. So in some ways, I think with music and with films, this is the good thing with not having money is that um, you don't have to answer to anyone. And you know, like the fact that you can record an album now in your basement mm. with very little investment and it sounds on par or, you know, slightly less yeah. than what it would have done in a studio. It kind of breaks those barrier down. And like we said earlier, it, it part of the bad part of that is you get more shit, but there will be a few people that kind of shimmy through those cracks and become amazing huge, and yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. And and know? I think you you also get more authentic uh, like authenticity out of it. Like even right. um, even the shit, you know, sometimes can be appreciated for its realness. Yeah, the right? authentic shit. Yeah, exactly. And like uh, cuz I and you mentioned the albums thing. Like I've done 3 of them in my basement yeah. for our band. And it's the process is a struggle in itself and you find inspiration for your next material in just the fact that you had to do all this the, the shit you didn't even know existed you read you, you know you figure it out and in that struggle and in the struggle to find time to do it and and all of that it, it becomes its own 
its own inspiration, right? Right. And I, I think that's a good thing because the people who are doing it know that they're not probably going to have the two Ferraris in the mansion. Um, oh, but if you can, waiting. if you can make it though, so I, I, you know, initially I always said like, I want to be like the Gord Downey of Canadian cinema where it's just mm-hmm. kind of like Gord Downey is no doubt wildly successful, both in, in fame, at least only above, you know, in Canada, but, um, he, he didn't need to work at Kinko's on the weekend, like printing photocopies. Um, but he's also probably not a guy that has four Ferraris and, you know, and maybe that's just out of choice cause he's just not that kind of dude. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you know, what do you really need and what do you really want? Like, would you, if you could, you know, maybe I have no idea actually what either of you do for a living, mm. but if you could trade and make the exact same amount of money and just do music for that, would oh, that fuck. be enough? You know, and most people would say probably, well, yeah, I'm okay. I'm doing it now. Yeah. You know? Granted, there are some challenges and having to be away from home, and you know, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot yeah. of things. But how much do you really need, and can you do that? And this has been my goal. Like I learned at a very young age that I'm a terrible employee, and I'm also extremely lazy when it comes to doing things that I don't want to do. Hmm. So, how I talk do, to my bosses, I'm the same exact way. <laughs> but but it's like you know, and I know a lot of entrepreneurs, and I met a lot of entrepreneurs in in you know getting my business i got some like business grants to start my little mm-hmm. media company and i had to kind of talk to other business people that trade is like pretty common amongst people who own their own business because it's like it's just not there's something in you that's like i can't do it i just can't do it so you it's a struggle and like i could not be here at all without great people in my life who've definitely supported me like mm-hmm. in, the, in the lull times mm-hmm. but it comes and it goes and you know and that's part of the whole process but at the end of the day like getting to do what you love or some form of it. Like, you know, I, I don't like shooting weddings. This isn't something I enjoy doing, but, but it, you got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah. It's allowed me to see the world now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's brought me places. I never would have gone. Mm-hmm. I've met a bunch of people and like, I get to be a part of people's day and for better or for worse. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have a, I want to be a devil's advocate for something. I want to know what you guys think about this. Sure. So we spoke about how, unfortunately the government doesn't, doesn't give enough money out to everyone. Yeah, to give them a chance. But then we speak about the fact that uh, that technology is so accessible now, and the quality gets so, is accessible now to to like quality wise and production wise to be almost as good as other stuff. Yep. And you're saying you know you almost don't need that money because it's it breeds that that want and that passion. So then why would we need government money? Wouldn't government money kind of hamper that and actually slow those people who have who who develop great stories and great products and and art through the sheer love and the sheer passion and the way to you know they they, they are pushed forward and motivated because the lack of support and yeah. government yeah. so yeah. does that ruin that if if we just if we did flood the market with cash for that well i mean so here so i'm going to use an analogy for that and say that i don't think you're wrong like i think that's true thank you done okay <laughs> good night everyone yeah, we're out of here um but it's like so people like i recently uh and i'm going to call out again like joey plowy who i know you, you mm, know right yeah. and like he when i saw that's it, of a bitch yeah I, I started playing music like when i was like this is a long time ago and I was terrible at it for a very long time. I much like a lot of people who pick up like a guitar, um, like strum, like, you know, I know three chords and I'm terrible at those. Um, but then hanging out with Joe, he was like, he, he dove into music theory at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm remind me, remember this point cause I'm going to come back to it. <laughs> I swear. And, um, I, I, one day we were watching another day, another time, which was like, uh, inside Lewin Davis. There's a music of that. And it's like this folk concert. And in it, T-Bone Burnett just says something like, okay, guys, that's great, but just hold on the fifth there. 
And I, at that moment, I decided I have no idea what that means. Yeah. But I need to know because they all knew and they're doing something that sounds great. Joey knows and he's pretty good. So I need to figure this out. And in doing that now, as I dove headfirst into this music theory thing, which is about the last couple of years, and I'm not saying music theory, like even musical composing, just the guitar. Like, why is this note the same as this note? How does these patterns yeah, work? Yeah. Just like basic, like how yeah. does this thing function? Yeah, really? understanding why, why is this a chord? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and now I've improved tenfold immensely so the thing with the money is and i'm going to come back to that is that yes you're right you could buy a gopro and you can chinese rip off do a four star worthy podcast in your basement <laughs> no i'm kidding i like that but uh you you know you can you can struggle and you can try and make your movie but uh, there's going to be factors now though that um it's just going to take you much longer than it needs to Okay. okay. So you have a story and it's worth telling and it may be one of the best stories that's been told in the last 10 years. But if you're trying to shoot it on a GoPro with terrible sound and even if it's great, even if the thing you're getting at is like the most meaningful, most important, most hard-hitting residential school film we've ever seen, but you can't hear it, that's a problem. Yeah. And getting money allows you what I found too is like when I've worked started working on real movie sets it's like because when I'm doing these independent things it's me there's a handful of guys like the three of us we're doing I'm holding a boom mic and a camera you're doing something we're all doing 10 yeah. things which is fine it gets the job done but the quality of that is very much sacrificed when yeah. you go to a real film set like what I do like as a cinematographer you don't you're not the one that's setting up lights like you don't have to worry about where it is in the truck like you say you know I this is the mood I want. And there's a guy who's called a gaffer who, who just like, okay. And then he tells the dudes who get the things from the truck. And it's just like this well-oiled machine. Like they know what they're doing. So now that little, that, that dude with the vision who has a good vision and that director doesn't need to set up the lights and worry if the, the microphone's running and mixing the levels while he's doing all these things. Mm. He gets to say like, let's tell the greatest story ever. And he would, he could get there on his own and just by crewing up with his friends and making horrible film after horrible film and they all get better together and it absolutely could get to that point but taking a chance on someone who had and giving them let's just say the tools like the right tools and say we know you don't know we know that this is your first go Mm -hmm. but we are the people here just to help you do that and a hundred grand doesn't get you the best crew in the world but it gets you a crew you know and therefore we can now and like i'm not saying give it to everybody like there needs to be a vetting process you want to make your crazy like extreme obscure silent film with like one person in a shot of your eye for 94 minutes you can do that on your own but if you have a story that's oh this is this is reasonable there could be you know split the difference because i'm a i'm an artist and a businessman i need i know there needs to be some return like, yeah so triple x part four yeah triple x part four <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like, and, and you know what that that makes a lot of sense to say that it's just i'm i'm wondering in the direction that things are going and the fact that now like one people don't want to slash don't have the ability to pay for just yeah. as much entertainment as there is out there. So how do you extract that dollar out of it? And governments are hemorrhaging money every day. Oh yeah. Um, they're, and I don't know, like as much as we value arts and culture, I think we would still like to be able to go to the hospital more than, right. than see a movie. Yeah, because right? are the arts dependent on funding, or are the arts dependent on on you know 
And the answer to that is definitely yeah. no. Yeah, I, and, they, I'm not, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't give money. I also want yeah, 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 I'm being no. devil's advocate. Yeah, so, of hey, course. I, that's my like modus operandi, <laughs> being devil's advocate. So I'm 100% okay with it. I just like yeah. conversation. So yeah, no. Hence why I think we're here. <laughs> fucking hate talking right. to people. <laughs> yeah, this is stupid. Why do people Shit. talk to each other? <laughs> why? Why? Why am? What the fuck? No. Um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I get that, and like, art will survive regardless, mm-hmm. right? Like, much like the original off the air kind of comment. It's like you wipe any trace of anything. Someone's gonna come up with a creative way to tell a story. It's just mm-hmm. the way it is. No. Um, and that's okay. And like, so it, we don't need it. However, if we are, if we're all going to commit, which we have, and you know the liberals won this year for better or for worse, in part because they said you know things like CBC are important to us, things like arts and culture are important to us. So clearly, whether we like it or not, I don't know and don't care what everyone's political views are. The country voted for yeah. that because they did want that. So if we are going to commit to doing that. Why don't we try and do that in the best way possible? And I don't know what the best way possible is. I'm just saying the current way I don't think is doing a good enough job at getting to what makes Canada really Canada. And some of uh, – again, I'm a fan of things that make me uncomfortable because it's that uh, that's when you learn something. That's mm-hmm. when you – uh, learn that – some you learn why you believe what you believe or you learn that maybe your beliefs are stupid because you, you don't feel good about it one way or another, right? In my opinion. So yeah. it's like getting challenged in that way is good. So I like some of these films and not all of them. Like keep funding the Paul Gross movies. This may be telling me he's got to do it for a little less, you know, <laughs> and just make – just take one million even and give – some other people a chance and keep the other ones and make yeah. sure you get some commercial successes in there like the David Cronenbergs and the Adam McGoyans mm-hmm. and everybody else. Like, I'm okay with that. We need to support those people as well. Um, but it's not all kind of like free market work itself out because it just doesn't work all the time in every aspect of life. Yeah, because then you end up in the situation where you have those monopoly. well, not, not necessarily monopolies, but you have those big companies that are making those big money decisions. And when you make big money decisions like that, and you hear some of the budgets on some of these, mov- these American movies, yeah. like it's crazy, right? And you wonder, like, holy shit, these people are being paid this much money to make something for us to sit around and... and watch yeah right and it's just it's just make-believe it's just pretend right yeah and and often it's it's, not an important story no and that's it and Mm -hmm. it is a bit crazy that's why i'm actually i'm a huge fan of youtube and like recently become like almost like what's the word i'm looking for like like religious Mm -hmm. in, in the sense of like this is absolutely the future and not i don't think forever because all things will change and come to an end but at the moment the fact that people like Casey Neistat, and there's a bunch of people like Rhett and Link. There's a ton of YouTube shows that are slowly making their way into pop culture. There's this one show I love. It's called Hot Ones. Have you ever seen this? It's like mm-hmm. a, it's an interview show where they eat hot wings, and it starts with sriracha and goes to like this Blair's death sauce. It's like 400,000 <laughs> Scoville units or something. It's like super, super spicy, and they interview as as they go along and people are breaking down like in tears sweating somebody shits himself like it's it's a wild show and it's like but it is and it's great but they get a bunch and there's a lot of major celebrities and like we're doing press tours and stuff they're saying no you got to do this youtube thing because it gets more views than any late night you know not that one specifically but some of these youtube people are like the pewdiepies are getting 50 million views of every video they hit That's crazy. And it's just some somebody with like a camera. Yeah, and, that's, them, that's and that is the thing. Like the Casey Neistats of the YouTube put in a lot of work and it doesn't look like it. You just watch a Casey Neistat like daily video vlog and you know, little shots of him skateboarding, whatever. But then you think he's shooting that by himself. So those like five different shots of him just skateboarding across the screen in New York City meant that he had to stop 
place a camera, go down the road, drive past, go pick it up. And this only lasts for literally one second in this video. But it probably took them half an hour to get those one second of video. So there's a lot of work that goes into it. But there's no, zero, no one telling you what you can and can't do. And there's like a style that's come out of that that is now transferring to mainstream stuff. And it's like before, when you were making films, you would never, ever consider like when I, even when I was starting like, you know, 15 years ago, editing something without like a cut. So like if I'm talking and the camera's just on me, I wouldn't just jump and I'm just, eh, eh, eh. but now like yeah. that's literally a style that's of YouTube the thing. vlogs. Yeah, they that's, do it no, on I was purpose. Say the most obvious they one is, over, right? Move over. Oh, and then I did, and, then, and it's like purposely done. Yeah. That's crazy, but that's kind of like even cuisine, right? Like cuisine, what we come to love is like these nice, you know, Polish dishes, whatever. It came out of like yeah. poverty and not being able to afford anything. Like this <laughs> yeah. is what this is what soul food is is like shitty food that we've just had to make out of necessity, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened with YouTube. It's like literally the revolution of content and completely democratized because you don't yeah. have to watch shit. There's no one ratings if you if your show sucks. Nobody you will it. die a painful death because no one's going to watch no, it. Yeah, and you know what? Exactly. This is essentially the exact argument I just had with Paula about porno and you porn. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's anything's there. If it's not good, it doesn't get watched. There's right. It, it's, and you know, there's bad quality, good quality, but if it's good content, you're going to watch it. Yeah. Is that, is that what explains like the, like the family stuff? I that, that's probably fucked, man. <laughs> it's a supply and demand, man. I guess so. This is this. You're right. This is an instance where the market is dictating what gets created. <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. Actually, that's probably the, the best example of like free market. It's and and supply and demand. Like oh. people want to watch it. They search that term. That's what's going to. We've, we've talked about this before. How pornography is the uh, canary in the coal mine, right? Yeah. It's always the 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 first thing to to be exploited by new technologies. You know, whether that be VR or oh, yeah. anything. You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. I've seen a thing the other day too about how Playboy specifically and Hugh Hefner, and like I might be very wrong about this, and maybe I'm making this up in my head, but I don't. I feel strongly that I'm not. But he had a huge part to play, and like especially during like civil rights, because he would have like black guests on with white guests, and he was like a like into jazz music, and like yeah. and at the time like Playboy Tonight or something, it was like a show okay. that they had. Okay. And it's interesting because they were like initially lauded as the people, you know, the evil doers of the world, ruining marriages and all, mm-hmm. all of the like. But at the same time, when you have this flip side of pushing this, this like no, like these are great people. I don't care what skin color they have, you know, all of these other things. So it's like we have this weird like moral dilemmas we always find ourselves in where it's not again, of course, like we talked about earlier, it's not as easy <laughs> as just porno's bad and this is why and these people who do it are bad and this is why and you know, but sometimes it is. But I think we're wising up to it. I think we're wising oh, up to this kind are, of yeah. stuff because what happens is is that often in and I think um you know, this seems to be, and I'm like, I'm not a pod smoker, so I don't really, I, I'm not right up to date on all this stuff there. You've but it, it seems to been. be, <laughs> but it seems to be what, what's, uh, no, 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 we we do a lot of these. Don't worry, I know exactly what you're talking about. And oh, you know what? This is a perfect, perfect opportunity to give a shout out to my my uh, brother-in-law, Mitch Bergeron, who pointed out yep. a really, really bad mistake that I made on the last podcast. Somebody said... Oh, um, redacted. Oh, yeah. I'm redacting on this one. Um, I, as I was, you know, being so cocky about all my Simpsons knowledge and yeah, yeah, I, I know everything. You can throw anything Simpsons at me and I, I'll, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, I said Rick Grimes, which is the Walking Dead guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Frank Grimes. Frank, Frank Grimes, Grimes, right? You've never been. This is uh yeah, you've never yeah. been. <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, the point that I was making is there the people who who tend to take these these really hardline uh social stance on things like uh whether it be pornography or drug use or anything like that, I, I think we're wising up to the fact that often there's alternative motives. And that's the reason why I'm kinda you know, the more I've been hearing or reading into like the marijuana stuff, it seems like there's in the law like years and years past there were there was a case made against the this plant that had nothing to do with its intoxicating right. effects, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, it resulted in like lives being torn apart, right? So yeah. I, I think this idea that you know now with access to information, people can kind of see a news report about whether you know whatever uh, this can cause cancer or this can uh, uh, this is responsible for splitting up marriages or whatever and and look into the actual statistics look who funded that research right right so and that and that's a huge thing because we take for granted in western culture like um a lot like so there's a show on cbc called it used to be called uh under the influence and now it's age of persuasion mm-hmm. and it's with a, a guy it's who's great marketer right mm-hmm. and he talks a lot about a lot of things that we think are true like um even like the diamond ring and the wedding rings uh, that's yeah. all bullshit like that was a marketing campaign by de yeah. beers have and, you ever and, seen that adam ruins everything yeah, yeah. i have and it College. upset the fuck out of me because <laughs> i have been re- when i saw that and this dude's name is adam and i was like god damn it that could have been me i i love ruining everything <laughs> fuck you dude <laughs> Um, but yes, exactly. And he does a lot of that. And it's like even with drugs and stuff and the history of why that came to be. And one of the, one of the things with, um, the age of persuasion as well was something and something mundane. And this is why this election in the States was such a big deal and still currently is Hillary Clinton, by the way. And this is a fun little fact. She's no longer in government and neither is her husband and the Clinton foundation all, all but disappearing. Gone. <laughs> Why did that happen? If they were just doing it for altruistic causes, why was the money keep flowing in? Well, let's ask the Clinton hmm. shill here. Clinton but here, shill. here. <laughs> Listen, but so then it's understand. like something as simple as this, and this is like on record now, and it's like George Bush took money from the candy lobby to move daylight savings time back one week. <laughs> this seems crazy. But now that the daylight savings time shifted till after Halloween, they knew and did these math, did the math, did the maths, <laughs> that an extra hour of daylight on Halloween would equate to like billions of dollars in revenue for candy sales. <sighs> and no one, at first, no one, like, what, how evil could be moving in daylight saving times? It really doesn't affect any of our lives negatively. So no one made nope. a big deal of it. And, and on record, apparently, it was like, Oh, well, you know, it's for environmental something, uh, daylight and hours of energy and, you know, just some like real thing. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely because I got millions and millions of dollars. So to think that these decisions aren't affected by money is crazy. Well, it's always about money. Right. And that's where the drug thing happens. And like uh, when when back in the day when the crack problem happened, right? Mm-hmm. So crack cocaine had a different sentence than cocaine. Uh, than cocaine. Yeah. And it was like a lot different. And the only illegal drug in crack is powdered cocaine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. But if you got caught with a gram of crack, it was the equivalent of getting caught with 500 grams of yeah. powdered cocaine. Even it was less dangerous. It was cheaper. And it had less cocaine in it. Mm-hmm. Like if you just broke it down to the yep. only illegal thing in there, you didn't even have a gram of cocaine in it. So, but there was a two different classes of people that used cocaine and used crack cocaine. 
So it is a war on class. You let know? me guess. Mm. Me, let me guess. Asians and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, and the Israelis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the, <laughs> white people. God, we're dumb. Man. No, you're absolutely right about that. I, I think, it, and and it's it's good though that we're wising up to this stuff yeah, because absolutely. that way we can we can hold our leaders accountable. But the the only thing that's scary about that is we're afforded a very 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 high level of freedom when we start living outside of being ignorant, right? And sometimes the result can be terrifying, a la the election of a certain reality TV star. Right. When when things don't go as planned, sometimes... <laughs> oh, that's, that's yeah, never going to happen. That's no, never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. We can all pray. But uh, it, it can be scary, you know? And for some... And, and that's why, like... The the people who are are freaking out about this, I think they're they're just as right as the people who are super stoked about this. Yeah, because the people who are stoked about it is like finally, finally we got all this garbage out of there, and we we got all these these uh, establishment politicians out of there, and now we got this wild card who he might burn it all down, or. We might, you know, sliver of hope might end up with something decent yeah, <laughs> that well, we can still call a country at the end of it. What's pro- what's happened so. so far isn't 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 promising. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just he's equally as in the money game as everybody else. Like drain the swamp until he appoints, you know, everyone's super rich. Yeah, that's guys. what's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's. I think you're just we're doing even Oprah. Like, listen, I'm okay with Oprah. And I, would, I frankly, if I had to choose between Donald Trump and Oprah, I would take Oprah Probably because at least Oprah, she yeah. has a soul. You know, but at the same time, I don't think oprah would be a good president because she's also a talk show host you know it it doesn't make sense like what the hell is happening in the world you know and then also there's a danger of becoming too free and too everyone and their feelings getting hurt as a crime and you know these kind of things but oh that's yeah but i I don't necessarily know that that's being too free i think that this idea that everybody's feelings are going to get hurt. everybody's feelings who are hurt is is a crime i think that's a that's a reaction to people utilizing just basic freedoms yeah. right like uh, i i think this this kind of right that people have asserted to not be offended is is a frustrating one yeah it's terrible you know it's um and fuck you i'm leaving <laughs> No, but but uh, th- this idea that you know you're going to go through life and and never encounter anything that's going to be offensive to you that I mean yeah well that's that's a problem yeah and and and, <laughs> and I I understand the effort of of everybody wanting to be nicer to each other yeah I think there, there's nothing wrong with that we should all be sensitive to each other's feelings we should all do that but we should the one thing we should never do is sacrifice what's real and true. Yeah. In order to appease somebody's sensitivity. Well, and listen, like I'm okay at 100% with you be having your feelings hurt, being upset by it, and reaching out or lashing out to someone else as long as you do it with reason and logic. You yep. know what I mean? Like, And I'm okay. Like, We have hate crime laws in Canada. I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. to the extent to the extent where they're like, if I'm sitting here and this is this, the moment right now is when this is going <laughs> to get me in trouble because I was going to take this one clip – that I'm about to say, but if someone's It'll advocating, us, by the way, let's say Care Bears are a thing, right? A race of people, and I'm sitting here saying, "Let's kill all the Care Bears. They, they deserve to burn, you know, alive for being Care Bears." We should totally just 
Take that out of yeah, context. Out of context. Well, there's Damn, a reason why bears. I said Care Bears. But it's like, <laughs> well, what were you going to say? Fuck you, man. I'm not free gonna, speech zone. I'm not going to be this guy. Um, but, you know, that's crazy. And I, that's not okay. And you deserve to be fucking silenced because that's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you, but when, when I say I don't agree with the way the Care Bears live their life because I think, according to my values and my beliefs, it is more harmful for good for these reasons and these reasons. Your answer cannot and should not be ban this guy from speaking he's not okay no no fuck that come tell me why i'm wrong maybe you're right and i will learn and say oh my god i never considered that aspect of the care bear debate but i think the 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 people and again just being devil's advocate somebody who the argument would be that those people are too far gone the people who don't agree with the way that the care bears live their lives are completely there they are irredeemable and cannot be saved right so i i would beg to differ i i'm on the same page as you saying that you know what not only do we need to come back with logic and reason but with compassion like how somebody like like this idea that we're going to physically assault um well there's like physically assault or shut down nazis this is like the thing right we're you know what was it the punch Nazis thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna beat the shit out of these people. Like you, all that ends up uh, like all that ends up happening is escalation of violence. I think so as right? well. Right. In in if you if you introduce violence into the equation, it just escalates. So why not try to figure out one? How does somebody become a Nazi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how how does their mindset get so poisoned and toxic that they have this much hate towards somebody right. that they're willing to go out and advocate for genocide. Yeah. And and don't mislabel advocating for genocide with somebody who's like like be honest and 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 try to express somebody's ideas in the way that they are actually expressing it so that we can actually weed out who are the real Nazis because right. they do exist. They're they're probably not as numerous as people think they are, but they they do exist. And and then, strong Irish names, yeah, like Mick <laughs> Mick something. Shit, you're outing me now. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is why I'm showing such compassion for the for Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> what are you saying? You love Nazis, Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Who's getting in trouble now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy. I took the heat off. Yeah, him. you're right. My care bear <laughs> comment was really going to dick me up. No, but this idea that you know what we're 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 going to show compassion towards people who in the end are still human beings and right. unless you plan on somehow deciding as a society that we're going to exterminate people who adhere to these specific values which i don't think that any one of us want to right. live in, in a world like that <laughs> except those fucking care bears some people and also gotta say people who put light bars on our cars <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone drives a vehicle a, a compact car with a light bar you're not I'm going to say you're not going to want to see my car. Then. No, <laughs> no court in the land would 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 prosecute me. Not a single one. They go, uh, Jason, you're on trial for oh oh triple homicide and necrophilia. Yeah, Why did you do that? What what is this? Light bar in the like, car. All right, uh, case dismissed. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you can leave. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, you're right. And like, I actually don't think... So we like, sh- I'm right that we should... Oh, sorry. You're right that we should <laughs> sorry, kill sorry. nobody ever. No, but it's like, you have to... And, you, and this is where, especially, and I know you probably know this because you do listen to Sam Harris, and this dude is often lauded as like the worst, worst Islamophobe ever. Like mm-hmm. by, by the the 
the I would say fairly extreme left that it, it's crazy. But I always use South Park as an example. There was the episode with the Prophet Muhammad, mm-hmm. which they were forced to censor. This was real; like they didn't do yep. it as a joke. And they said, "Okay, fine." Does anybody remember the last scene, the last frame of that episode? It's like George Bush and like Jesus, and they're like shitting on an American flag on fire. It's like it's crazy. Why is that? Like what? What's what? There's something wrong yeah, with that, yeah, yeah. right? Well, we've got to a point where at one point it was the the far right who was the who were the censorship Nazis. Yes, they censored oh, everything. Yeah. They censored, you know. It, but now you, it's shifted with her sister Frank Zappa. All these yeah, guys get put yeah, up on. Yeah. Uh, got brought to court and whatever mccarthyism for yeah. being a communist yeah. 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 in was, hollywood and, and now it's shifted to to the to the left where yeah. now uh and the thing like there's stuff that you know I, I know you guys have an idea about uh you know milo and all that shit i have some other some some little counter well ideas. he kind of fucked was, himself well yeah, milo milo's really milo's i'm sure he has uh oh, but absolutely. <laughs> there's but there's uh it's it's the thing that bothers me is when censorship when it comes to censorship of like art and comedy. So you'll see, you know, you have guys who will say a joke like you'll have Gilbert Goffrey says it's just an off let's say an off color joke but you know about 9/11 and people want to hang. And like no, well he didn't say he's not advocating for whatever, he's not pushing whatever. He made a I guess maybe you can say a, a bad taste joke. But it was a comedy a and it's still a joke. And yeah. I think that the left have really moved too far to want to, you know. Well, yeah. intent and context. People. Intent yeah. and context oh, are, are, yeah, yeah. are hugely important. And I think that um, – but but it's still a problem because I think we're still kind of figuring out this age of, you know, YouTube people and who's an entertainer and who's an informer. Uh, because those lines are being blurred that, all the time. Like John Stewart was one, arguably one of the first people to do this effectively, right? Like, it, but it's it, not okay if you're getting your news from fucking John Stewart or The Daily Show or any of these people. That's not okay because you're just as bad as like the crazy Fox Fox right yeah, people. Yeah. Like, if that's actually where you're getting your facts from, it will become hard for you to to understand sometimes where the joke and ends a guy and like, where the news like is. John yes. Stewart or Don Oliver or whatever will say that. We'll say no that we're not news. But, Remember, we are yeah. a comedic but, satirical show. But but you you mentioned like a guy like Milo, right? He won't come out and say that. No, and Milo is absolutely a character. That dude yeah. is absolutely a comedian and a character thing. And like this is He's a, a troll. I am not He's saying that everything. Of a troll. Exactly. I'm not saying everything Milo ever says is good and fine. I'm not saying that at all. But he, you do have to take with a little bit of grain of sand, grain of salt, that truly he is a fucking caricature of a human. Yeah. Right? No, nobody should be taking this guy. As as like oh like this is obviously some intellectual yeah 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 you know, this mean, is somebody he's a who smart has dude out, but but he, he said some pretty fucking outrageous shit the thing is he, he he's a smart guy but his intent is not necessarily like he's obviously obviously got an agenda that's transparent oh, yeah 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 and two he is willing to twist and cherry pick facts and twist you know yeah, uh, truths. To convey that agenda, yeah, 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 and and he does it in an entertaining way to to some people, so and and in a provocative way, very very prov- provocative way, and you wonder like one, how are people taking him so seriously to the point that 
now we've got to shut down every time he goes and says something. Well, right, and that's the and, that's the that's the thing. Look, even if you think like truly, even if you think like because he said some shit about child sex and a bunch of stuff yeah, like that, that which which up. I actually don't think in what he said was quite as advocating as everyone else made it out to be, but. The answer is still not to burn down your fucking school and hurt people at, at a campus. Yeah. That's not the okay thing. No, y- you can be as mad as you want, but call them out on it. Like call them out, ask them why, mm-hmm. or even say, give the person at least one opportunity to explain. But if he says no, because kids are great, and like again, I stopped myself before I said anything insane. Yeah, but you know what I mean. If, if he's yeah. still like firm, like no, that's that's great. I advocate for pedophilia. It's like oh fuck, I did it. I just did. He just did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. God damn. Okay, we, we were talking about having a soundboard with buttons. We just start oh, cutting people off. Yeah. Oh, I advocate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but if you if you if that's your stance, no, you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not okay. No. Um, if you want to have an intellectual discussion about the history of pedophilia, what that means, and how we got to where we are now, that is a different conversation Le- entirely. I've always said, Legitimate. just have midget porn. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, there's Does, some people who uh, say, actually, that's the reason that that's so popular. Yeah. Could be. Hey, child sex robots. So we should <laughs> we should cut to uh, two things. We should probably uh, introduce a beer and then get to uh, a game before we get into anything else. Because uh, oh, time wise, we're going to get too far. It's been it's Man, been a while this has already. Been great discussion yeah, so far. But before we get to that, Adam's a great I just guess. Want, we got to have him Adam. On I just want to know <laughs> uh, how much would it cost to refret that fender position? Oh. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be done by me. <laughs> And, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just going to help my father out. Got to refret it. It's, uh, they're missing. It's smooth, too. I don't yeah, get it. Can you believe, Weird. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a fretless bass. Why doesn't it have frets? It's actually funny. I made one. I actually took a guitar that a friend sold me that was a bass guitar and it was, it was pretty mangled. And I just made it a fretless bass. There you go. Took all the frets out. The neck was like snapped off and just re glued it. Just as a fun project because yeah. I, you know, it wasn't the best bass anyway, but it was a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Well, tonight uh, we are uh, uh, finishing the drinking of... Because uh, <laughs> we said we have nothing left. We'll have to go to, to, the, to the generic to the beer fridge. after this. We're uh, raiding Gilboa's so fridge tonight. <laughs> uh, full Beard Brewings. Uh, sorry. I should put put to the camera. Uh, Odie Mick Oatface. <laughs> uh, it actually does have a commercial description, just a story of it on the, the Full Beard website. Choosing names for beers is really difficult, so I put this out to an international contest for a name for our oatmeal stout called a couple mates. Uh, I called a couple mates a little broad, really. Uh, after some great suggestions, Odie McBoface came out as a <laughs> McOatface. Sorry, I kind of stepped on the joke. Uh, came out as a clear winner. Only the great people of a certain environmental research group who put out a competition for names and the promise to name it after uh, the popular choice, only to renege on said choice, where we here at Full Beard honored the, the voice of the people, my two friends, and went with Odie McOatface for our delicious oatmeal <laughs> stout. Such a fucking great As an aside, we feel that the RSS Sir David Attenborough is a much better name for a ship of that importance. Not sure what I'm talking about? Join the crew and search Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Have you heard of this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. So, uh, I actually disagree. Bodie McBoatface is a much better name. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> much better. Well, it, it, didn't they also name, like, there was the, uh, it was the International Space Station. They were doing a competition for the name of their, uh, I think, 
uh, uh, name of a treadmill for the International Space Station, and they called it like Stephen Colbert treadmill. And then right. they, they reneged on like, no, we're not naming that. And I think also a boat in like Denmark or something, or not a boat, a bridge in Denmark. Or that and, happens all the time. Even like, like the four chan kids, man, they yeah. get on there and they like, they just go nuts. <laughs> they just go nuts. And yeah, I think so. Like it also point it gives points something out of how ridiculous like these vote for success. Yeah fucking programs are for anything yeah, like yeah, yeah. really American you know, Idol. give them four mm. four options let them pick from that you know yeah, yeah, hey, yeah we're yeah. gonna sure, pick four yeah. influential <laughs> people go nuts yeah, 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 yeah. serious about that yeah. the um uh the bit uh do you know what jonathan pie is no uh, he's like um uh, satirical news reporter who does these like five minute clips on uh on facebook and he's a British guy, and he, he talks a lot about like British news stories. And uh, th- this thing, this Bodie McBoatface thing, came up in like his 2016 wrap up. And he's going through the whole year, month by month, and saying what's going on. And he just goes through this like Bodie McBoatface thing and how people uh, voted for it, and how they reneged on, yeah, or, or they tried to to, to renege on naming it that. And he said in a clear uh, prediction of what would what would be later to come with. Brexit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they did the same <laughs> right. thing. Like now, people like who's gonna vote to leave the EU? They vote leave, and now it's like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> we're done. We got to figure out a way to to overturn this. <laughs> All right. So next to that, uh, anyway. So what do you think about Bo- the beer? Bo- actually, Bo- before we, it's great. It's not. It's not my first time with it. Not your first time with it. She's this a fine mistress. Time. This is my first time, and I I like it a lot. Yeah, it's good. Uh, compared to other stouts, say, uh, you know, the tooth and nail uh, we've had and some other stuff, what would you uh, hmm. rate this? Uh, would I rate this? See, you kind of yeah, have to okay. be nice because no, they're, no, they're local. I know, like, they're local. And, and it all, four like, five stars. I, I have. <laughs> oh, shit. Now I feel less special. Um, I'd have to give it uh, 7.8. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Give it a better rating than you did. Would you say four out of five? Well, actually, so eighty? Actually, yeah, I'm not going to give it a hundred because I can't. I just can't give every any beer a hundred. I've never had them all, you know. Yeah, but it's good. It's good. I would put it on four out of five for sure. I would give this a six out of ten. Six out of ten. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, it's good. It's good. But I'm going to be a little hard on them. I think uh, they got to pick up their game. So <laughs> I, uh, I do say uh, get to it. I will say it would be better with nitrogen. Well, that's a that's that is a five star. That's beer just right like there. how Mickey thought with his his car in high oh, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> 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 the in there, man. <laughs> he had a sticker across the whole side. Was, uh, <laughs> you know that doesn't make it go faster. The sticker, right? It's the same <laughs> it's the thing. It's the does. Monster Energy stickers. These <laughs> yeah. kids. That's my, my rule: never buy a used vehicle with a Monster Energy sticker on it. I also uh, found or flames. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also found out that you can't buy a Dodge Ram without a Tapo T-shirt. Oh yeah, I that was a rule. I didn't yeah. know that. And it, it only comes in extra small. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a six pack of uh, a Red Bull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what's with this proliferance of uh, these energy drinks. Like, drink fucking coffee, man. Like, it's not. I'm an energy drink fan. Are you? Oh yeah. Really? Well, it's because I don't do cocaine. You know. Wait. But I don't do. Does it I really have the same effect? No, but I will say this: like I will say that I got into the Red Bulls and like university for like the uh, Jaeger bombs because there's this little bar in uh, East Vancouver. It's a country bar in East Hastings, and uh, yeah, we've seen some shit. But uh, they used to have two dollar Jaeger bomb Tuesdays, and uh, it, was, it was anyway. There's too many stories there, but no, that's no, where that's, that's where I got into it actually, like heavily, and then. I, I drink them now every night. So if I'm going out and I know it's going to be a big night, like you know, like a bachelor party or something, um, 
I'll just take a Red Bull because I still end up inevitably being the last one up, even though some of my other acquaintances who do certain things mm. end up passing out early, and they just spent way more money than I did. Man. Pussies. So we should uh, Care we Bears. Should, we should play a game. <laughs> Fucking Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill the caravans. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, All right, so we're gonna cares. play a game, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Uh, oh, usually we, game. usually we, uh, I give the uh, the subject and the theme before we start, but I actually will actually hold off. Yeah, we have a little. filmmaker here. We've got to make it a little bit I'm more gonna challenging. Look like an asshole for all sure. Right. So, uh, oh, that's all right. uh, so for our, uh, it'll, this will be between one dollar. <laughs> Is this it? Is this the game? <laughs> Uh, no. So, uh, anyways, we'll, we're just going to get right into it. All right. Okay, does does he know? The, but he, he, do you know the Rotten Tomatoes game? Yeah. Oh, so, I've, I've seen you guys play the Rotten Tomatoes so game. So, guess where the percentage is. Yeah. Essentially, all it is. Okay. Closest right, to. Right. Uh, Without going over? Can I $1 you, you this? Go, you can $1 <laughs> anything you want. Actually, it's strategic at one point. You might yeah. want to do uh, 50 just to be. Fuck. All right. So, the first film A Tale of Two. Uh, pampered best friends whose single parents fall in love and decide to marry. 2008 Step Brothers. Oh, I think I did. I make that movie. I did. <laughs> I fu- did make that. Movie. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, is it? Um, has he f- figured it out? <laughs> Better figure out the theme. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, right. we'll go with Corey first. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a. I fucking love Step Brothers. <laughs> I can, I give that a uh, 84. Okay, I'm going to say, first of all, I am going to, because I am a Rotten Tomatoes browser, all of my answers are not going to be what I give these films. It's going to be what I think the yeah, films That's what I would Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what you're yeah, supposed right, to do. Right, that's a good Corey point. I'm just, making, I'm just making I'm this clear scene. because yep. um, I'm going to say 78. Ooh, you understand there's a discrepancy. Oh, absolutely. The films that I want to win Academy Awards never do, except for really, this year. Well, Step Brothers probably wouldn't win no. Academy Awards. No, honestly. Like, although he has, I did. The best movie of the year should be the one that <laughs> made the most money. Let's not let's not kid each other. Well, I guess maybe. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's the best. Anyways, uh, Step Brothers. capitalism over here. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I took, I took accounting Proletariat school. revolt, man. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, Step Brothers, yeah, is rotten at fifty five percent. Whoa! Come on, comedy. This Garbage. time, comedy. The critics are not going to like it at all. But what about the two? Are you, are you averaging ratings? So I'm do, I always go by all critics. Uh-huh. Uh, audience score is sixty nine. Okay, and top critics is also fifty five. I want to say that I would have changed my answer had I known it was purely critic score. We're going critic score. Okay, critic so, score. Okay. Because that's what they certify Fuck. stuff or not. Right. This is going to be terrible. All right. Next film. <laughs> Sweet. Or did I, just, I just lost the... Uh... There you go. All right. Uh, this uh, film uh, from 2004 is about San Diego's top-rated news anchor. <laughs> I'm killing it. Thanks. Anchorman. Thanks for looking at my film art, guys. Boys. <laughs> the legend of Ron Burgundy. All right. Uh, Corey, what would you rate this? I don't know. I don't know anymore. This is like all critics, so like 45. What was the last one? The last one was 55. Okay, so I feel 
I feel like Anchorman, critically, was probably a better movie than Step Brothers. This is why I'm using for logic here. Catalina wine mixer. So, Catalina wine mixer. I'm going to go with 68. Oh, come on. Anchorman is fresh. What? At 66%. Oh, snap. Okay. All right. Close. You got All a right. gamer here. All right. I'm better at TiVo trivia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kicked the shit out of our guest last this week. Next film, 2010. It's about a desk jockey detective <laughs> and his tough talk and partner who get their moment of shine in his buddy cop policy, uh, police comedy starring <laughs> That's such a good movie, though. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. The other guys. The other guys. Man, doing a deep dive. Okay, that was good. That was that was a great movie. I gotta say, but was it more critically? Yeah, yeah. Than Anchorman. I then Anchorman. It's gotta be. Is he getting in your it's head? Gotta, Who knows? Nah. Yeah, oh. seventy-five. Ooh, I'm all over the board here with these Adam McKay films. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Okay, I'm, I'm going to hold strong at the 68 again. 68. All right. The other guys is certified fresh oh, at 78%. Wow. Ah. Yes. All that's right. A, that's impressive, actually. Yep. I would have thought Anchorman would be higher. No, I, I, I think the other guys was yeah, good. I, I thought Anchorman would have been higher, too. See, that's I, you can't you can't predict this stuff. No. Anchorman was the first right. of its kind. This next one, 2006 movie, when America's number one NASCAR speed demon is issued a direct challenge from a gay French Formula One racer with a hunger for top for the top spot. It meant anyways, anyways. the film is Tell the Knights, the ballad Ricky Bobby. Yeah, I feel like I'm in Highlander. All right, Corey. Oh, oh, that that one wasn't as good. It's good, but it wasn't. Uh, let's see. This, this this one's probably more quotable than the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. What was the the outtakes at the end? There where they're like, if you don't like Doctor Pepper, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say sixty-two. I'm going with fifty. I'm going that this one is probably not fresh. I think. Think 50, sorry? I, I think so. I don't know. He's going with the whole right. I'm going with so, the run. Talladega Knights, the ballad Ricky Bobby, is rated certified fresh at 72%. What? All right, I think this is a pretty close game right now. I'm a terrible film so. critic. And this is the last, <laughs> this is the last one. All right, so actually, I think this might be uh, makes or break. This is a 2015 film. Oh, of course. I know what it is. It's my Academy Award, baby. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Paramount's uh, adaption of Michael Lewis's bestseller, The Big Short. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, that's for sure fresh. I'm yeah. saying it's got to be fresh. He won an Academy Award for that yeah, movie. It's good. Which, by the way, as a fun and aside, like I got, because I have like a lot of mutual friends with like a lot of... like film people just because i've worked in film for, like, for long enough so when, when he won an academy award i got like more than one congratulatory <laughs> message from like people of importance nice. and i was like you just kind of look like an idiot thank you but that's not me 
<laughs> but that's cool though. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Yeah, I'll take it. She'd be like, yeah, I worked real hard. Yeah. All right, Corey. Uh, I'm going to put that in the 90s. Uh, mm. I'm going right up there. 95. 88. Oh. I don't know. Conservative. Well, it's rare to get high. Like, there's few, few films. Yeah, the, yeah, all right, so all we do, there's a rule. If you do hit on the money, you get a five-point deduction. Okay, because lowest low, low score right. wins. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so someone did hit. Oh, oh uh, someone did get it. Uh, it's probably him. It's way more so, realistic. <laughs> the Big Short, 2015, is certified fresh at 88%. Oh! Oh! It's not fair. He made the movie. I know. I know. <laughs> let, me, let me just uh, do the calculations real quick. Just to make sure. Listen, if it's only fair that I win this. <laughs> just lie to me. Just lie That's to me. It's very true. <laughs> Um, it, it, don't get too cocky if you do win because I I'm terrible not, at this game. No, listen, I, <laughs> I would be cocky. I just take it for everything it's worth. Yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, how do we do, Jay? Uh, give me a second. I'm not that quick. I didn't. I didn't prep the Excel sheet ahead of time. It's not so like just... you went to school for this. <laughs> I know. Mental math. <laughs> <laughs> but the best is people will be like, like in my office, like, what was, what's like the percentage for this? Yeah. <laughs> and I just like shit crap this one didn't you go to school for accounting shut up <laughs> I was impressed with these baseball books oh that's crazy yeah. well yeah. man uh, well man and really Jay wanted to do it out there he can out baseball anybody I bet eh statistically yeah, yeah. baseball hockey music Sports. music Ooh. a lot of fucking CDs and records Album, here too yeah. This is, uh, are we calling this an undisclosed location? The secret layer. <laughs> it's a bunker. It's just cooler There's that way. Time. We can't tell them. All right, hold on. They drugged me and blindfolded me to get me in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play this drum set before I leave, by the way. You're going to play that drum set? No, it's not yours. Or, or mine. Or yours. <laughs> All right. Actually, hey, like, so far. What's it? Corey winning? Scores. You know, it's a calculator. Do you have like a, a running total of like how scores were for other people? Nope. Oh, uh, come on. We need a leaderboard. So that's then, true. So then fans can like. We should start doing that. All right. Yeah. That's a good idea. So there is a 18 point difference. Jesus Christ. It actually is okay. kind of low. And we've actually, uh, this side has some decent scores. Uh, so, I wonder tonight. <laughs> With a score of 52 to 70. Oh, so uh, Corey, yep. <laughs> you can be pleased to know that I've that you secured. <laughs> okay, come on, come on, dude. The second position was Adam won 52. <laughs> Thank god, it's because he nailed that one right. Well, I guess it, it's it a little been, more than that, it been 57 to 70. But. It didn't hurt that I nailed uh, it. It did not hurt. Uh, well, it's, it's appropriate. So, yes, yeah. the thief was Adam McKay movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I figured it out pretty fucking quick. Yeah, first one. He's like, oh, I made that one. <laughs> he got it. Well, I mean, this has been, I've been, I've been trying to pick up girls with that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my movies? Yeah, yeah. That's worked a couple times because I, not, 
it hasn't worked in the sense that I ever picked anybody <laughs> up. But they believe me briefly. <laughs> you know, I might get a beer out like, of it. Why well, wouldn't they? You showed them your ID. My name's Adam McKay. You know what? No, and they Google go it. Online. We were at a bar in Toronto once, and I pulled that line, and I said, "Oh, I'm okay. I made Anchorman." And she goes, "Yeah, and I'm an Olympic athlete." And I was like, Ha-ha-ha. And she's like, "No, seriously, I just got back from the Olympics." True story. Penny Electric. It was like figure skater or something. Oh, like, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was nuts. And I, I just look like an asshole then because I'm, you know, not Being Adam an asshole. McKay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are it. Adam McKay. But Don't you let anyone tell you different. On IMDb, I have a Colbert, Stephen Colbert, late night appearance that I, of course, didn't make on my Nice. Research. Oh, nice. well done. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So I, I get I, this happens the problem on Twitter. I had to get off Twitter initially as well because like I would get so many notifications for like people adding me thinking that I yeah. was Adam McKay, the real Adam McKay. Don't let and, anyone and do tell you, think, you otherwise. Like, I know, but does it, that happen on all social media? I feel like it would. It does. Well, not on Facebook because uh, I guess people just assume and they see my posts and see my like rants about a bunch of crazy shit <laughs> and Canadian film funding and all like that. But it does confuse people because I'm also a filmmaker, so they're like. I'm confused. You can't even Google you. you, you yeah, Adam McKay film. You have to. Throw, that's why I throw in a J, but IMDb won't let me. So it's just Adam McKay number two. <laughs> Is number there, two. Not nearly Would as Would there cool. be anything for like uh, like the Directors Guild and all that stuff? Like if, if you got to that point, would you have to change your name? Because like um, L. Ryan Hubbard is L. Ron Hubbard because... There was already a Ron Hubbard. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I would have to, but I don't think I would keep it anyway. I'd want something cool anyway, like Max Steel or something. Max Power. <laughs> Max Power. <laughs> I got a hot hair. Adam Prime. Max like Major. Prime? Remember the radio guy, Max Major. Max, Max Major. No. He was a friend of mine that went to Humber. Well, a friend of a friend of mine that went to Humber, and he was in Timmins for a while for like Q-Nature. His name was Max Major, just legit. That's not like, bad. Best radio name. It's a like great name, and it was his name, like yeah, real given name there. Absolutely. Birth wow. Name, yeah. And you born know, to be a radio we, we guy. A, we had yeah. a mayor who had a pretty badass name, Vic Power. That was uh, yeah. Vic that, Power. That yeah, was good. He really so like he until you saw him. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, didn't really look like a Vic Power. If, if Vic Power had Mike Duty's name, because Mike <laughs> Duty actually didn't have that good, or not name, but uh, voice. Voice. Oh, oh, Mike oh, Duty okay. didn't have a great name, but had an amazing voice. Yeah. If you had a Vic Power with Mike Duty's voice, Ooh, local Vic politics. Duty. Local politics? It, it, uh, we could go on for days with this local politics stuff. I know. Oh, I'm a huge man. friend of... Uh, well, a good friend of mine is Andrew Audio, and he's Tim is today, and he goes to every council meeting, and he can rant like nobody, nobody's business about local politics. That's very true. That's very true. I've seen his writings. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You can say there's a... A point of view of, or a subjective point of view, <laughs> kind of injected in some of this. Oh, of yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a character, and I love him for it. <laughs> no man, and and like uh, I, I don't know if you follow at all, like city council. Like we've had we've had the mayor on, and I I think that's still our most viewed. Yeah, it was podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, until for obviously until we get Adam McKay yeah, yeah, yeah. and a yeah. whole bunch of erroneous views. No, no, <laughs> absolutely, just a director of Anchorman. <laughs> we don't know why. Film credits <laughs> in- include. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, we've had we've had the mayor on, and we've tried to get other councilors on. We've had uh, Noella, Noella Ronaldo yeah. on as well, and like people, you post that up, and Facebook goes insane. Oh yeah, like I the bet. Timmins Ontario page. Yeah, wow, those 
<laughs> just say it. <laughs> just, just say it. Talk. Come on, there's nothing we've, wrong about it. We've said You're not going to get bombed for it. Oh, yeah. You, people have said shit about us afterwards. Like, oh, all these guys just talk about the same stuff. Or I guess no, I'm no, one no. of those six people. No, me, it's the, uh, like, what is this? Uh, are you a propaganda arm for yeah. City Hall? <laughs> Do we get that? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got that. Like, Somebody thought we were just, like, towing the mainstream media line. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you watch too much Fox News. Pro, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It was just so fucking dumb. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so I've, fucking dumb. Well, it's funny because like I remember I've spoke to some former counselors uh, who, who might have moved. Uh, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, and I'd be like, oh my god, I can't take, I can't take that shit. Like these guys have no idea what we're talking about. Well, you know, and like he's trying to be all nice and like quasi political. I'm like, no, shut the fuck up. They're just stupid. Like some of these people are dumb. Yeah, like some yeah. of them are, are ill-informed. Some are dumb. Yeah. Some just have a, a point of view, and which differs from mine or, or whatever. And they are have a legitimate point of view, and, and they can vocalize it and, and, and say it. But some people are dumb. I yeah. think some There's, of it's not well thought out. It's not. I think that's what mob it is. mentality. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. one thing. Like you know. Yeah, no, that sounds good. To no me. one ever asks why, and if you ask yeah. why long enough, this is the danger in asking why long enough. It just becomes illogical eventually because you just like you know like always too like I'm not. I will say, uh, I'm not going to say that, but, the, you know, like the pool, let's say, the pool. I'm someone that utilizes the sports packs all the time, mm. okay? And it's a piece of shit. Like, it's yep. terrible. It's garbage. It's closed more than it's not because there's so many problems. You know, they decided to switch to salt water, but there was no feasibility study on whether or not that would corrode the pipes. So, congratulations, city. You spent a lot on fucking consulting everywhere else, but mm-hmm. you missed that, that one. one. However, I do think, so look, our population drops in Timmins. How come? It's not because the roads are terrible. It might have to do with taxes, but a lot of young people don't stay here because mm-hmm. there's a lot of young people going to university. There's no university here. There's Hearst and stuff. But if you want to go to a big school or study art or something. No Anglo University. Yeah, you cannot do that here. And then when they leave, they maybe get a job or whatever the case may be. Um, and it is hard. It is hard. And like growing up here as someone who wanted to commit to art as a thing, it's a tough go, like, mm. period. So if you don't have reasons, like things like parks and recreation, in other sort of facilities, it doesn't people. matter how fucking nice your roads are. Yep. No one's going to want to be here. Yep. Granted, the way that some of this is going about, so this eight-day fireworks thing, I don't think inherently having a concert here with some name acts is a bad thing. I don't think that's terrible at all. Perhaps the way that it came about was a bit shady, mm. and there was some backroom dealings that I know for certain actually, actually for certain happened, and it's like, that's not okay. However... Maybe this we'll see we'll see, but it's taxpayers' money, and there's I understand both sides of this. Well, the argument. one thing that people don't necessarily seem to understand is this this idea that they're spending this amount of money, and it's a huge amount of money, yeah, massive, yeah, like <laughs> and and almost kind of wonder, fuck, like how, yeah, how is the budget this big? Where did you even find that? Money? Now, yeah, <laughs> but but the thing is, is that money's being spent, and there's almost no acknowledgement of the revenue side of things, and the fact that That's like. True. Even if this thing ends up being like a money loser or just breaking even, mm-hmm. it pay it will pale in comparison to the two million dollars they just gave to Northern College, right? For example, and like that to me, like there's no revenue side to that. Where like where where's the well? I don't want to say there where's the be- outrage because there's a fucking shit ton of outrage for that too. But to me, you you've got to look at it like they're not just saying, "All right, everybody, we're throwing this free concert for everybody to come for free." Yeah, 
and we're going to spend $4.1 million on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there is, but then this is where like you get the socialist versus capitalist people and private business and the city's government money has no place in doing private kind of That's enterprise. A but and, a you government know, has every right to do, a local government can do whatever it wants that the city gives them a mandate to. Mm-hmm. A, a government, a public institution can go into the private sector and operate something if they if they are given the mandate to do so yeah sure and like that and i again i don't have i've been saying this is easily why some of these yeah. people on each side yeah, are, are upset, yeah. upset or Absolutely. crazy about yeah. it. and like some yeah. of it is true and that like there probably are better people suited to even start this ball in motion than sure. the people who are sitting in that table every monday yeah. um but i mean i, I mean we'll see We'll see. This will either be a colossal fuck up or something great, even if it's like kind of like breaking even. But if they lose, you know, two million somehow, yeah, that's not okay. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, some would like, be wrong. One right. thing too is, and, and people say, well, you hear one argument, it's like, okay, well, there, yeah, there'll be an extra couple thousand people here, uh, whatever. We're not going to see the money. It's all going to go to uh, the hotels and, and and restaurants. You know, that that goes to private. It's like, yeah, but. If the hotels have this this windfall of money and these restaurants have a windfall of money, some of these places might not stay open X amount of months later. Like, right. This might give someone a job or help sustain someone for that much yeah. longer who then can pay for property taxes, who can then pay for rent, who can pay for food. Yeah. Like, you know, it, that money does get into it. This is essentially us exporting money. People are coming in here, spending their money in this area, and that money starts getting circulated within this community, which... That right there is you, it's hard to to calculate that and to quantify that. Right, exactly. But you know, they, there are some numbers that they do. Like usually, something like this will make this much money, which hasn't been discussed. And really, if they did discuss that and push that point of view, it'd be a lot easier to win some people's like you know people who are on the fence and not too sure. You can win win some minds with that. With yeah. Say hey, this will bring this much extra revenue into this community. I think they've given up on reasonable Arguing. dialogue with yeah. some people well absolutely uh, but some people will never in it for reasonable dialogue in yeah, the first place yeah. like they're, they they're, these people are never going to be those people to yeah. sit down and talk logically yeah. about it like they just have their opinion or compromise and, it's yeah. about beating right. other people down well, and saying we won i gotta say there's there's individuals on council who we've invited and the not come uh who you know what even now like they are voting against anything that's connected to this concert be against it or for it Whatever, but now that since this has it, it's gone, it, it has gone forward. You know, we are we are doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. going to happen. So now that every vote that comes connected to this, when you say I don't want to hear this, we shouldn't be doing this. Blah 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 blah. Put your your, your fingers in your ear. I'm not listening to you, and not vote on anything. Not give your input on how this one option can be done better. You are not helping at all because now you're you're creating just a. Uh, you know, just no one wants to hear you now, and, and no one's talking. There's no dialogue happening anymore. Yeah. That's like, oh okay, well, you know, douchebag is talking again, and you just you turn yeah, her away, yeah. and then you just vote for whatever he doesn't vote for. Right. And so instead, some of these some of these people who might be against it might actually have a good argument on, you know, or might actually know, like, you know what, I've done a procurement for this. We should probably look at doing this instead for this option because this might save us money. But no, they're they're against this idea, so they're going to say no no matter what, and they're not going to actually give any valid input. There's no input. No, it, oh, but that's that's something. I remember we had that discussion with uh, Noella, yeah. and she said that the way councils gotten, and it seems so discouraging to me because I was almost hoping that some of it was a bit of a show right. on on TV. Uh, but she's basically said like it's gotten to the point where she didn't even enjoy going anymore and it was just this kind of like it was so adversarial that nobody everybody had kind of drawn their political lines in the sand to say 
we're we're not supporting anything that the mayor supports or anything that you know so and so supports and that's how it, that's how things have have just kind of been divided right and now because one side of council kind of has the numbers that it seems like every issue just seems to go one way where if the if the council was actually function like functioning well all the like they would still talk about things you might still get the result in in votes because everybody's got the same kind of uh, ideologies, but you you watch it there, and they look all so exasperated, right? Somebody's sounding off, and I don't think it's. And that, you hear the. It's just not effective anymore. I no, actually don't no. think it is. Like no. it's gone to a point for a lot of issues, at least that it's yeah. just. It's kind of like this weird big dick swinging macho contest, and it's just yeah. kind of fucked up. And like that's it is discouraging. So hopefully, there are a new group of people that may go. You yeah, know, I don't want to be like that. I'm going to run next time, and the city uses their votes mm. and does a better job. Because yeah. democracy but is real. Those people who want to run know that right now. It's a lot of fucking harder than you think it is. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> it no, is. Especially Ward Five. Absolutely, yeah. and a, a lot of them. There's a. There's a. There's also. A, well, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is hard. You're right, but change will happen eventually. Yeah. At the very least, some of these people will die sooner or later. <laughs> um, well, that's a reality. We all die. Cancer is a bitch. We, we got to get on inviting uh, a few of them before, before it happens. Before it happens. happens. I got one foot in the grave. No, but, and, you know, there's some people who, who are, and I've had mentioned that they're going to run again, whatever, and I don't think they really understand uh, the difficulty. If, if you want to get to a level, like to, to take out incumbents, to, to be that that person mm-hmm. you need some some work it it's it's a lot of work man. absolutely it's, yeah. it's exhausting you got to establish your name like but, people don't people don't pay as much attention as you think they do yeah right yeah but well that's why you need that's is why we get populist candidates yeah. and you need to yeah. take a page out of that book if you're well-intentioned i'm okay with using terrible tactics to get where <laughs> yeah. you need to be <laughs> truly like you, yeah. you can't just be against the game and refuse to play it and yep. expect to win Yep. Like yeah. you, you gotta play the fucking game. You win, and then you do the best job you can. So the thing yeah. is, you know, like and t- like, because obviously I did run, I did run once, yeah. and uh, I did a good, okay job, but you know, still failed. Uh, which I then, you know, from what I learned from that, from I would argue, and even people who won would argue and have said I ran a better campaign than anyone. Yeah, and well, you know, probably they're just bullshitting me and just freaking jerking. It's me probably off four stars. <laughs> Four star campaign, <laughs> three star handjob. But uh, what was going with this? Uh, I now learned like a crapload, and I don't know if it's it, you know you're right. You know, do you play the game and just do the populist type stuff just to get in? Uh, do you do you do more of the the grassroots to do it? Because you know yep. you do the grassroots, that's a lot of fucking work. It and is. I think I was trying to point, I was kind of going that way. It maybe it, it helped, but man, it, that takes. Well, a you lot need a, of work. you need a combination of like. Like Bernie Sanders, love him or hate him, again proved a lot this year because yep. he, mm-hmm. he didn't really have the major corporate donors, and the nope. fact that he even at all made it to where he was did in the conversation is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, so I mean, it, it is possible, and like people just can't you know give up hope because I mean, I'm yeah. not going to do it, but somebody will, mm. you know. And, so, so. Yeah, but <laughs> it, 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 it's just like it is. It's marketing. It's it's a bunch of things, right? And you can't yeah. just be good. And that's what I learned about business. Like as I was an artist first. And then it forced to become a business person. Mm-hmm. And now I've, I feel like sometimes I've swayed too far in the other direction and now trying to come back, you know, because it is a weird compromise and you, you can't like you could have the best idea in the world, but if you have no way of anyone seeing or hearing it, like it's not worth anything. Yeah. yeah but you were talking about it earlier, like this idea that you got to do 
the shitty stuff as well. The stuff that doesn't motivate you, yeah. that doesn't inspire you. You got to exactly. shoot the weddings, right? Yeah, yes. Like, and 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 in in some way, eventually, you start to appreciate the stuff that you didn't you didn't set out to do originally. So, like, I'm not saying that you're going to appreciate playing the you know corporatist game, but uh, <laughs> this well, idea no. that you're going to maybe appreciate. Uh, this idea of going out and hearing people out and, right. and you and, know, playing the politics game. And the thing is, like, even for me, I found that I've swayed kind of further in this business direction, but it has now brought me to a spot where it'll help, it is helping me help some other people who are kind of in like this purely creative zone and have no idea of like how mm-hmm. to even remote, like, where do I do? Like, I have all these ideas and I'm making all this great art. Oh, what is this, Jason? Ransack the Universe Hemisphere IPA. Red Racer IPA. Man. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's it's like a new skill set that allows me to now just kind of help some creative people move in a direction um, that I never thought I would ever be in a spot for. Plugged to a really good documentary called Supermensch. Have you seen this? I can't say I have. Uh, uh, it's Mike Myers made it, and it's okay. about Shep Gordon. And Shep Gordon is uh, Alice Cooper's manager. It's on Netflix. You can watch this. I'm telling you, if you're at all interested in music and like marketing and how things happen, it is the most beautiful. He was a nobody who knew nothing and was selling weed to like Jimi Hendrix and Pink Floyd in a hotel in LA, stumbled upon Alice Cooper, still his manager today, has never once signed a contract. He invented like the celebrity chef and this is all like by accident, really. And just having crazy ideas that were so crazy and they didn't know better. You know, sometimes knowing better is the reason you don't get yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's it, it, well, it's it, there's there's a certain form of creativity as well that like that goes into, or, or there's a certain art form that goes into making your idea a tangible reality. Right. Right. Like, um, it, you've got to find some kind of inspiration to to take your your story you want to tell. And actually make a film out of it, right? Yeah. So there's, you know, people kind of delineate these things as like, okay, well, you're either an artist or you're a business person. But, like, there, there's some overlap there. Absolutely. And I think that's a problem with society in general. And something that I realize is that, like, recently finding out – because I like to do a lot of stuff. I'm, like, I have my foot dipped in a lot of, like, different ponds. And – um that was a terrible analogy, but I do. I dip it in all the pots. If you have toes dipped in two ponds, I yeah. like, does it make a sound? Aren't they just one pond? <laughs> like, or is it just like I just like low to tide? I move. I move around. I go place to place. I fish in a lot of lakes, you know. Um, but it's like learning that some of these people. Um, who was it recently? Uh, Nick Offerman, comedian. Yeah, is like an amazing woodworker and has a wood shop and he builds like cedar strip canoes. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I can do these things, you know, like I can, I can, you know, do guitar shit and make movies. And if I want to do comedy, fuck it. I'll just do whatever I want. Like, fuck you. You you know, granted though, you do need to spend some time kind of doing one thing. You need to pick a direction that kind of pays the bills, if you will. Yeah, sure. And then from there, it allows you to do a bunch of other stuff. Like I think Nick Offerman, now that this, I've only realized this because it's, he's done like some late night shows to promote his like woodworking book. Um, and I'm sure there's people who are just love Nick Offerman with money that are like, I'm going to buy a fucking Nick Offerman canoe because why the fuck not? Yeah, yeah. You know, so then it like kind of builds everything up at of the course, same time. Of course, um, And that's kind of neat. It's just, a, it sounds so simple, but it's a realization I've only had recently. I, feel- I do got to say, though, 
uh, we were we were there on the one uh, open mic night, not open mic, but I guess like drop the mic, drop the mic yeah. uh, competition, uh, where you did uh, perform. Yeah, and uh, I did. Yeah, you know what? I we uh, we were in the back good. laughing out loud. It was actually very funny. Thank Some you. people uh, were upset that we were laughing yes, so we were loud. Yeah, we oh, that's a good. People were angry at us. Uh, and then you know the douchebag Adam McAver one. Yeah, <laughs> probably the guy. worst Adam I know. <laughs> Terrible. I hate and, him. Uh, at least a second. Worse. At least the second worst. Yeah. <laughs> At least minimum. I hate him. I feel bad for getting him to enter. <laughs> well, he got mad at me too because I, I talked to him. I'm like, hey, you know, here's his number. Call, uh, call, call Rick. <laughs> Get to it. No, it was good. <laughs> no, I, but it, you're you're absolutely right in saying that there you can have all of these things happen. And I feel like my only my my counsel to anybody who's considering themselves a struggling artist and is struggling to pay their bills with the art is get a job like that yeah. sounds like such a dad advice thing yeah. but like dad get a job engaged. get a yeah. job make 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 it more difficult for you to make your art right if all you have all day is to sit there and focus on making music or you know drawing or or um uh, painting or whatever right like you're I feel like it's so easy to get into that rut of like, well, I'll do it later or I'll do this. And and you don't feel inspired and you don't really have any money to go out and live so that you can get inspired. Like make your fucking life hard. So you guys both agree with me that the government should not be giving money to arts. (laughs) People should be doing this on their own so they can learn and actually produce better stuff. Thank you. They should not give it to unemployed artists. (laughs) Actually, I was at a... uh, I might have spoken about it before. I was at a a uh, arts roundtable. Mm-hmm. I was being uh, someone from uh, Nipissing. I believe it was, actually it might have been somewhere else. Actually, it might have been Southern Ontario. Uh, we're coming to see what they can do to promote the arts and, and what what can be done. And it was he was getting wow. That was super quiet of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Smash crash. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know what what you can do to uh, help the arts and all that and. You know, I was in a room full of different type of quote unquote artists, and you know, there was basket weavers, literal basket weavers, and whatever right. else. And they just all went off and, well, you know, uh, the city should be building us these buildings. The city should be doing this, and you know, why is there not money for us to go get? It's like, well, I don't think that that uh, in essence really fosters art. Yeah, you can have a building, but there still needs to be some of it. You're saying you're part businessman, part artist. Right. There still needs to be a business case for building a whole building. And do whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's. I understand that you know. Yeah, the the, the public good. It, there, there's a part of that, but it still has to be able to do something. Yeah, you, and, yeah I agree with you. Yeah, and and the, and these people, you know, not these people. The, the, some of the individuals with they were just you know. It was like, no, we should be building a whole building for basket weaving. And it's like, well, no, sorry. Unfortunately, you know, yeah, you you are doing a, a form of art, uh, but. It's not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. And of course, they would want that because, I mean, if someone said, like, randomly, if the city's like, hey, guys, we really like your podcast. We want to build your state of the art studio. You're not going to be like, well, no, we don't want that. It's like, well, of course. Fuck yeah, take advantage of it. Um, Because you have to, especially as an artist. You got to take advantage of every opportunity you can get. Um, And that's actually a really great negotiation technique, is if they just want to have access to a a hall once a week just you need to build us a building like fuck we got this hall you can use it perfect thank you you know um but yeah you're right and like there's a fine line and this is where i don't even know i don't have an answer to this because it's like 
is there too much? Like, can you go like too far and like and just kind of like entitle people so much and give them so much opportunity that like nothing happens? Yeah. And I mean, by my own logic and argument, the answer to that I guess would have to be yes because I purposely like the struggle. And like when my life is going well, like my girlfriend hates this because like if we're doing fine and everything is okay, I fuck it up like almost like on purpose just to have some kind of like tension or like aha see yeah now i'm now i can write about something like and it's terrible like i don't know how she lives with me at all like, i do this i say the same thing when she finds me in bed with another woman i just, <laughs> yeah. I just had to you know, it's just it's an art for thing. my it's art. Art. I had to find some inspiration charles bukowski did it i'm gonna fucking do it too that's why i'm drunk Right no, some people do it almost uh, unintentionally, right? It's yeah. like well, subconsciously. That's what I'm it is for sure subconscious for me. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who do that. Like, and for me, because I love movies so much, and growing up, like I find I kind of create these like movie moments in my life that would have wouldn't have otherwise been there, um, just because it just it feels like that's what needs to happen to be living or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes they find me and I don't want to be in them, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> but I don't know. It is an interesting thing. And like, you, you do need a bit of struggle in you. And like, I'm glad, like I grew up, I didn't, you know, I grew up kind of like single mom. Like we didn't have money. Like it was a bad scene. So I, I'm a business owner who's like pretty like socialist in the fact that like, you know, I grew up with someone who like benefited from welfare and I got mm-hmm. to eat because of it. So I'm, I'm, I have a different view than people who were, were super rich and like just didn't have to think about those things yeah like people who live on like blahey court some of these super rich guys just grew up all this money sucking horse shit living living Two on the same cars street, living on a street with the mayor a son that uh, owns a factory downtown uh, yeah, yeah. ridiculous and lobster for dinner so yeah i mean it's it is tough but like i don't know like and i i'm not saying i don't even think i've done a particularly good job at anything but i'm trying and like i refuse to have a backup plan like i'm you know i'm not that old but i'm not that young anymore and it's like i i just always have in the back of my mind like the people like louis ck even who's like yeah i was ready to fucking kill myself living in my car and i've been doing this for 15 fucking years and you know then something happens like it's yep. the, the only way to make it is by not giving up like yeah and that's kind of the fucking weird reality and like even i have a lot of friends like a lot of close friends who are doing crazy shit like the amount of people i know in the credits of even like most of these film society movies mm-hmm. is almost always one person that i know on a first name basis mm-hmm. that is on in these films so it's like i'm thinking it's like well fuck if i just keep going and if i have a good enough idea and like i can work with somebody even um the last xavier dolan film the he was a focus puller well, I thought because he was in the credits as the the first assistant camera person, so I messaged him after and I said, "Oh man, good job! The focus was spot on." <laughs> and he's like, well, "It wasn't me. They just put me in there because I did a camera test." But we started talking about stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, one of these days maybe I'll pull focus on your your big movie." You know, and it's a joke, but it's partly not because like yeah. everyone like in the film industry is kind of like this ancestral community in the sense of like you have to kind of hire the people you know. Because why wouldn't you? Like, if I know you guys are great at this thing and someone says, hey, do you know any Timmons who's doing a podcast and just needs to do this this thing here? Well, I don't have a choice but to say you're going to have to deal with four to five stars because <laughs> that's all I know. It's good okay. to know. It's good to know. You know what? But, but you know what I mean? Like, They're a corner in the market. Some people get mad at that. Some people get mad and say, well, of course, fucking buddy's, buddy's getting this contract. But it's like, well... 
Yes and no. Like it's it's networking, right? And sometimes yeah. sometimes it absolutely is. When it's shady, like, hey, look, there's a city contract and we're giving yeah. it to my son. Like that. I mean, maybe that's a bit weird, but like, I, I just you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's it, there's nothing wrong with using networking uh, to to build your your rep or to build uh, your your opportunities. There's nothing wrong. Well, with no, that. exactly, and that's going to be the thing that makes you successful. This exactly. is why in Adam McKay movies. Will Ferrell's and almost all of them. You know what I mean? You just find people that you work How well do you know with. What? Will Ferrell. Uh, you know, we met back in. Uh, <laughs> I just referring to myself in the third person there. <laughs> well, you know, you were talking about this idea Adam of McKay like still having, good. still having this kind of idea in your head that you know what if if I can just keep doing this, that eventually something's going to come along. Which, by the way, is delusional. At the same time, though, the only way that you ever do it. That you ever do anything. But but do you sometimes stop yourself and say, you know what? Like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm I, not, well, I'm not yeah. waiting for, for this stuff to come along. Like, like you're working on, on Hearts of Gold. Yeah, still, still working right on now? that. I'm still working on a bunch of stuff. And you're right. And, like, I will say something that I'd never occurred to me before in my life. I'm really good friends with – I'm just dropping names because <laughs> that's what cool people do. That works. Um, Andre Andre Roy. And Andre Roy, he started Iron Cow back yep. in the day. You, I'm sure you remember. Oh, yeah. Fat, super fat jeans. Yeah. And, you know, and he's still doing that in some capacity. And he has, like, a mini ramp in his barn that he was wanting for years. So, and I, I ride BMX with him. We're like, we're, you know, good friends. We do this. And one day I just said, oh, you know and i'm just fucking lazy and he's like dude i've never seen you without a camera <laughs> and it's like yeah but i mean that's not work he's like of course it is what do you mean it's not work yeah. like it, like it is i mean you're not getting paid for this but you're that is your crap like that's what you're doing like you're always doing it and i'm like oh i guess i am always doing it and it's like then thinking that like Maybe I'm not as lazy as I think I am. Mm. I just maybe don't value my own, you know, because I'm always working a lot. It's just I often don't get paid for yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. Which is not a quality you really want from work normally. <laughs> you know, normally the reason people work is that you can get some sort of income. And that's not to say that I don't. Like I do okay. And it, like I say, it's ebb and flows. Like sometimes like the winter is always terrible because business in general, post-December, even for like marketing and doing like headshots, like nobody wants to spend money in January and February. It's just what happens. Retail mm-hmm. knows it, you know. Um, so it, it is what it is. And like that's part of being an entrepreneur. Everyone has to deal with that no matter what business you're mm-hmm. in. Um, it's just different when it's like your thoughts and like when you're selling ideas and vision, yeah. you know, because then when somebody doesn't like it, there's like this weird like, like is it me? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, and you, you're a creative person, you do music, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's you're putting yourself out there even if it's not directly even if it's not a song that's like directly kind of like a journal entry type yeah. of thing it's yeah. still a piece of you and when when, it, when they don't like it you're just it still kind of just fucks you up in a different kind of way yeah. whereas if your job's like hey listen you stock that shelf terribly it doesn't really hurt you you're just like oh whatever fuck you this job sucks anyway i think you you have to build a little bit of a skin you absolutely it. you have to and it's not even uh, to to ignore feedback but it's to understand where valuable feedback comes from because v- feedback can be valuable. It can be useful to, to refining what you do. Um, but I mean, if I put a song out there or a podcast for, or if you rate something four to five stars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we, you put a podcast out there and it gets rated for four out of five stars, Listen, four out of five is, I'm <laughs> it's excellent. I was happy. I was happy. <laughs> 
But you you put something out there it's a feel and, it good gets, rating. and you <laughs> and you get comments on it that are negative. Uh, to me, like there's obviously the the whole idea of considering the source, and second, like is this helping me get better at what I do, right? Or is this telling me to like fuck off and quit, which I'm obviously not going to do because I love doing this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a certain population of people, and I may be one of those people that are just good enough to do this that some people will appreciate it, and. <clears throat> Uh, you know, like not <laughs> and not and and it's not going to be a widespread success. But you get to a point where you have to be okay with that too, right? Like I, I remember I, I watched the You Descendants fan, the what? punk band Descendants. I don't know the punk band Descendants. No, oh man, do okay. I? You you might know. Uh, Milo pr- goes to college. No. Okay. I'm well, sorry. you, you got to see this. Well, they they did a documentary on these guys. Uh, it's called Filmage, and their drummer Bill Stevenson says, um, "You know what? Where in like uh, where in the rules does it say that every band's got to be big like Michael Jackson? Right? You know yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if fifty people like your band, then that's fifty people that like your band. Right? You know, and it doesn't mean you have to stop being a band because only fifty people like your band." Like, those 50 people are going to be stoked every time you put out a new record. Right. So, like, that's the way I see anything I do creatively is, like, I still got to pay my bills. I still got to do all that shit. And arguably, the fact that I have a job and a family and all of that, it, it lessens the amount of time I get to do creative stuff, which makes me hyper-focused when I do get to do it. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I would say inspires me to do more. And that way, I'm... You know, if if there's only ten people who who give the thumbs up on this next podcast, then you know there's only ten people that do it. But those ten people are stoked on it. And, and I, that I makes gotta me say, pumped, I'm the exact you know? same way when it comes to napping and masturbating. <laughs> like I'm exactly the same way. Just you don't care really, who likes it. I just do it. I don't care. You, I know you're I a like shoe it. in for for your Ward Five Council. <laughs> Nap and masturbate. <laughs> That can be He's a hard working man, be. folks. Should be. I nap and masturbate with the best of them. I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. <laughs> no, but it's true. And I, I think arguably, like, you know, people used to joke. Well, again, I'm full of analogies, but I had a friend of mine who uh, was desperately like when we were in university, he was a bit older and he's like looking for a wife and kids. And like mm. he was like really kind of like looking, you know. And women seem to like smell it on him before he opened the door to the bar, you know, like this kind of thing. And like, then he gave up looking and he found a wife who's amazing and had a kid. And it's like, I think people might sometimes when you're, you got to throw the ball to where they're going to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And a lot Football of people. Analogy. Uh, well, That's good. But <laughs> you got. I mean, truly, and it's like it's just true in so many areas of life. Mm-hmm. And if you're just like, tr- if your goal is to make it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a musician, you're probably not going to. Yeah. And like, there's there's a lot of people who who was it? Fucking who was it? Was it Tribe? Maybe. And they're just talking about how they wanted to be like. This is probably true of a lot of rap groups, but it's just like they they wanted to be the coolest dudes on the block. Like they wanted to be the reason that people would come out and hang out in the front yard and like listen to their music. And there's a certain something that comes with not giving a fuck. 
you know <laughs> that truly and like punk rock dave Grohl says a lot of times like you just got to suck with your friends like just go and do it like do it. don't think like because you don't know all the music and you don't know all these chords or you know it doesn't fucking matter like and you know even today like there's there's so many genres of music that go that are that are wild that people love you know and arguably which is wild some of these smaller ones still these people can still make a living because but then it depends on what your lifestyle is yeah what do you need to live like through the huge tiny house movement people living in vans and shit like for me that's i'm fucking down with that not forever if i had a wife and kids Mm. like i I don't i don't want to live in a van (laughs) down by the river (laughs) but when you're young and you're making art and you're meeting artists and you're meeting cool people why the fuck not and if you can actually sustain and you're making you know let's say a measly thousand bucks a month but you're living in a van and you somehow get to maintain that for a couple of years that's kind of killing it like you're kind of doing it you know and that isn't like someone could say that's like sour grapes and just kind of like saying well well this is my justification for winning but i don't think so because you what what is the definition of that success like if you are okay with that and you are happy and you are doing this art and you're making the things that you want and you feel like you're making a difference in the world some way or another just making someone happy for a minute or making them think for a minute mm-hmm. and you're literally sustaining your being by doing that well that's it gets, the fucking goal like and it that, gets very simple when you're like you say if you're if you're on your own and you you lack i guess responsibilities mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. There, there's like in my head, I wonder why anybody wouldn't do that, wouldn't pursue their passions. And, and it always comes down to the fact that either there's some artificial expectations set by somebody else that they're not living up to their parents' or even themselves or themselves, people, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Like they, they just – they're looking at all their friends and what they have and, and what they got going on and they're living by other people's standards. And I think once you kind of abandon that and you just decide that, like, I'm going to do this and, you know, I'm, I'm happy doing this. And if I can feed myself, clothe, clothe myself and, you know, live under a roof right. of whatever kind, uh, then then I'm happy doing it. It's it's when you start like, like I have there's no way I'm going to be a touring musician living out of a van. I've got a wife and two kids at home. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just. That's not happening. So what I figure out is that like they're still like I'm not leaving them to fend for themselves, and I'm also not going to stop doing my music or you know doing this podcast. So how does that work? We figure it out. Well, exactly. Though it's a pretty horrible life for a kid. Being a kid who grew up in a house where the father just kept doing his music regardless. (laughs) uh, I I. I did not have a good childhood. Uh, I rejected gonna, it. I'm, I'm going to assume, and I will. I know your children will not have a good one, uh, <laughs> just because of past experience. I, I know. Uh, so uh, you know what? You're a hey, horrible man. father. Hey. Don't don't blame the music. It's for sure the baseball. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pan out to yeah. see all this shit. Uh, I, I I can't believe we're saying this as we're like just you know commandeering a room in, in the room in the basement. basement while they're not here. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Gil, Lucy. So on that note, I think we're we're coming up on the two hour mark here. But we uh, before we we move on, I I would uh, I would throw it to Adam. Uh, what what projects you got going on right now? Exactly. Are, are coming up. All right, shameless plug. Um, well, Hearts of Gold moved from a fictional story into a documentary and exploring conversation. Fuck yeah! Uh, because. Uh, I wanted it to be something, but then I, I included people like some Aboriginal people. There's a transgendered woman. There's a few people that I didn't want and didn't feel comfortable 
writing for like i, I can't i don't want to do that and when, when initially we kind of just interviewed people to see if they'd be interesting for a fictional film and incorporating part of the story and then we thought thought like oh fuck it that's just we're, we're on to something here so what this film has become is like these conversations with these people in, in my car and it's not i'm not even playing a cab driver really because like we didn't really get that far we just kind of existed with people in a car and something interesting happens when you're in a car with somebody much like even a space like this like the barber, there's a few instances in life where this happens. And there's like this level of intimacy that just occurs naturally because you're sitting so close to somebody. Yeah. And like there's this weird like personal space thing. And people just tend to be a little more open, you know, with, with things. So I, I learned a lot from that. And I went into every conversation with like preconceived notions and expectations because I'm a fucking idiot, much like we all are. And I'm saying this like honestly because yeah. it's like you think you know someone from – Oh, I see that guy at this place all the time. I know what he's like. I, you know, I heard something about him. Then you sit down and talk with them, and you're like, "Oh, really?" Like, I'm, you know, and it's just really interesting and new. And like that happened every single time. Like I was like blown away with what these people had to say, for better or for worse. Like there were some people who was like, <laughs> "Okay," like, clearly, their views on Care Bears weren't yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. kosher. And I and I kicked them out of that fucking car. No. But you know what I mean? And like they just. Um, they had their own agenda and whatever, and that was fine. But, but that's part of it. That's what makes a human being. So that's that's slowly in the works. I'm working on a couple other things, and then I started a guitar company, which that came about in a really weird way. Um, and some people have been asking me a lot, so I'm use this this time to plug it. But it's like, um, <laughs> I, I I started by not uh, I started riding motorcycles. <laughs> So here's here's these loop backs. Okay, again. all right. And there's a there's a book called A Guide to Motorcycle Maintenance. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance is actually what it's called. Uh, it's like this hippy dippy book in the seventies, and uh, he was he he actually probably has like a lot of mental illness. The guy who wrote it, but but it's just kind of about the idea of um, the first bit talks about owning a motorcycle, and not knowing how to fix it. And I found a lot of guitar players, myself being the main one of this, just not even wanting to or caring to. But I was always broke as fuck. So I didn't really have the option if something went wrong to get somebody else to fix it. And I was like, well, this seems simple enough. Like this really can't be that complicated of a device. And as far as the electric guitar is concerned, that is 100% true. Mm. Acoustic instruments are different story, different beasts altogether. So then I thought, okay, can I fix this? Like, I mean, YouTube's a thing. Let me just look it up. And then I started doing that. And I started working on my own guitars. And I was working on friends' guitars. And they're like, oh, my God, this wasn't even playable. Like, this is great. Like, how would you even do that? And it's like, well, I Googled it, <laughs> if you must know. Um, and I put in some time. So then I, I ordered this, like, terrible, terrible Chinese guitar kit for, like, nothing. Like, no money. And I put it together, and it played. And I was like, oh, and this actually sounds pretty good and plays pretty well. So now I'm thinking, all right. So then I started sourcing, and I really want to, again, huge Pink Floyd fan. I love David Gilmore, um, and I want David Gilmore's guitar. If you buy that from Fender, though, it's like $5,000. So I said, fuck that. I ordered the exact pickups. I got some custom sh- custom shop pickups, um, Seymour Duncan custom shop pickup. I got all of this stuff. I got like a seven-way switch adapter, and I got a guy out west who made the neck and the body. It's a Canadian maple and some swamp ash. I put it all together. And I enjoy that guitar way more than my Fender American guitars, like legit mm-hmm. Fender American guitars. And I realized that those guitars are still made in a factory line. Just because they're made in America doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> no, right? They put a they put a higher 
price stamp on them. Yeah, exactly. So then I was like, okay, there's something for this. So now the spot I've come to, and I'm actually doing three right now that are in the process. Um, I have a Canadian guy in Calgary who's like, I'm not making this by hand. I am in, I am doing that on my own, but like for the, for the average person who wants a guitar, I am buying these bodies that are custom ordered completely from a guy in Calgary. And then I'm getting necks also, depending on your level. Some of them are from China. Some of them are from here. Some of them are from the States. Um, and then you can pick like whatever you want. It's like whatever pickups you want. What kind of music do you play? Do you want to shred metal? You want to play jazz? Like I will make you this guitar. How do you want it to look? Do you want to paint it? Do you want to stain it? Do you want it to be raw? Do you want it to be relic? So I'm making custom guitars, but it's with, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not building every component and I'm doing it. There's like my basic level is going to be like five or 600 bucks, which is cheap. That's, That's a cheap guitar, cheap. but it's going to be set up properly. It's going to have like my guarantee, you know, and it's not going to, those, those guitars are going to be cheap. It's going to be parts from China. I'm telling everyone this now, but so are the guitars that you're buying from Ibanez for five yeah. or $600, but I guarantee you they will play better because there's Same. tender love and care that's mm-hmm. going into it. Um, and that's just something that really surprised me that I would ever get into. And it's been going pretty well. And it's, I, you know, I, I've liked doing stuff with wood, but I don't want to build like a cabinet because I don't really care, to be honest, about these books on the shelf. Yeah. But the fact that I could give you something that then you could create like art with mm-hmm. or tell a story with, like there's something really kind of beautiful about that for me. That's really hippie, I know. Well, I'm excited to see what you're going to come up with with my uh, my little Mexican telly. That, uh, What's that wrong with it? What do, you, what do you mean? Uh, the next garbage right now. Oh, okay. It's, uh, I think it, it – uh, I don't know. It just needs a tune-up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of it. And then uh, doing some more art and always trying. There's a, there's a, someone else in town that she's a female who just came back. Female. What am I saying? <laughs> Care Bears, man. <laughs> Um, no, but she, uh, she, like, she's a filmmaker as well. Who uh, she didn't know anybody. She didn't know anybody was doing this, and she just wrote a short film that I'm going to help her do because I just kind of want to just make people suck less. You know, like if you mm. have ideas and you want to share them, like I'm in the I'm in the business of trying to help people do that. If I can add any value to that cause, well, there's know? two podcasters here. If you need to yeah. rely on for anything, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> two horrible broadcasters. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what you'd call us. Four out of five. Yeah, four out of five. Good. I might get four point five. I think we just Joe Rogan this in time. Eh? That's a good one. That was a good haul. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're over two hours now. Wow, Not bad. That's legit. Not bad. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. As so, they say. So on that note, I will say uh, we've actually got our uh, beer and bullshit teas that are ready. And uh, I'm, at this point, I will flash a screenshot of um, what will be available. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if anybody's interested in supporting our podcast and what we're doing here, uh, trying to highlight some uh, cool people doing cool stuff in our area, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, message us, because we don't really have a web store. <laughs> but you can message us and say you want something. We'll you, deliver it. We'll can, send it to you. We'll do whatever we have to do to get you. You can set up a web store on Facebook. Oh, so that – well, there we go. Learn learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Jason, <laughs> do you have something f- to take us out on today? No, I do not. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, the name of <laughs> my gu- sign us the off. name of my guitar company is Birch Birchwood Custom Guitar. Okay, yeah, all right, good. And you have a website for it, or just, yeah, Facebook just a Facebook page, page for now? Okay. You can throw up a link. Yeah, absolutely. Then I might yeah. consider writing you five. I don't know. <laughs> 
He's going to mark it down. Yeah, mark it down. <laughs> well, after the podcast, one, I was on it. was a three. Oh, oh, yeah. Terrible. Jesus. Terrible. Just talk about fucking Care Bears. Well, Adam, thanks a lot for coming in. Thank and uh, we really fun. appreciate it. You're a fascinating guy and uh, really, uh, really good discussion. Hope to have you on again. Cool. It's been good. The beer has been good. Awesome. Monday, Cheers. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Sunday, Sunday. Outro, Tuesday. <laughs>